Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On today's show, we have Brittany McCarty. I met Brittany within the past year, and we have since become pretty good friends. And today, we talked all about her background, how she became a North Country resident, all about art, and also aliens. So we hope you enjoy episode five of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Galen Trombley Show. And for anybody that's listened to episode one through four, yes, I did say the Galen Trombley Show, so we did commit to an actual title. Um, So that is what it is now. So episode five, it didn't take us too long, about a month to find that out, but we are super excited. And today, I am actually, when I envision this podcast and talking to people, this gal was on my probably short list of three people that I wanted on the the uh, the podcast, and she's episode five. Um, I will get all into her. She is a fabulous person, um, somebody that I had the pleasure of meeting probably within the year, but seems like I have talked to her quite a bit throughout the year, and every time I talk to her, she is a ray of sunshine, and that is the newly married, because I don't want to say her maiden name because then it doesn't add up to her handle, which we will go over on Instagram that we all want you to check out, but her name is Brittany McCarty, which is M-C-C-A-R-T-Y for anybody that wants to spell it. Brittany, welcome to the Galen Trombley Show, officially named. Welcome. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm super excited to see the Galen Trombley Show up and running, and I'm very excited to be uh, one of the very first to be celebrating this amazing podcast. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it's been a whirlwind. We met at an after hours event a little while ago and you've, uh, yeah, you've been a nice professional mentor over the year, year or so. So this has been great. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah, And here we are. So, um, so what I wanted to say first was, what was the one thing you just said? Professional mentor. No, 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 back up. That that was (laughs) nice. That was flattering, but, um, okay, we'll scratch that. Um, there was, there was something I wanted to say. We'll get to it. We got, we got a while. We got a long time here. So, um, yes, me and Brittany met at an after hours or something. And I remember you with Lauren and, um, what's Lauren's last name? How do you pronounce it? Oh, Lauren Richter. Richter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Lauren's great too. Um, amazing. Yeah. So we can try to get her on the show later on, but Lauren and Brittany are like two peas in a pod. And I believe I (laughs) met you guys at the bar at Valcor and I was sitting down and you guys showed up, and it was your first time there. Mm-hmm. And then I just basically just said, like any good after-hours event, when I see somebody that looks like they are first-timers, you reach out. And then um, come to find out, you guys have been pretty good. You're on the board now of Adirondack. It was Adirondack Young Professionals. You're on the board now, so you've actually come a long way yes. in a short amount of time. But that's where I met you, and I met Lauren. And yeah, you guys are both awesome good friends to this day. So that's cool. It was, it was a good chance meeting, but it ended up working out. So who, who would have guessed? Yeah. And who, you know, we sparked this amazing journey for um, Elizabeth and that's exciting as well. And we'll talk about yeah. Miss Elizabeth. Yes. I'm so, I'm just excited about all of the, you know, connections that we're ultimately building. Lauren and I are um, 
you know, building our professional careers and it's exciting to meet new people and take advantage of the amazing opportunities that are here. So let's, let's get into Brittany. Cause I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I've met you within the year or about a year ago and I know you more professionally and a couple things here and there that I pick up on or, or, or stalk you on social media. <laughs> but, uh, what, give, give us the background kind of how you came. Cause you're not originally from Plattsburgh. Um, I, I guess give us give us the the twenty five year, I guess segue to where we are now, so people have a little bit of context <laughs> of who who Brittany is, where she comes from, and then we'll dive dive into all things, Brittany. I'll just start by saying Jesus, <laughs> prepare. There we go. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, it's interesting. Um, so I'll kind of go in reverse. We're going Benjamin Button style. Okay. Um, it's interesting looking at my life at 25. Oh my God. I just aged myself. Um, that's a, that's a silver anniversary. That's yeah, 25. You're good. You're quarter century crisis is a real thing. <laughs> Let me be real. It's a real thing. <laughs> this, could, this could be like a 20th percent if, if modern medicine allows us to live to like 130. So, you know, I would, you're just I would like to see, right I would like to see machines. This is going to get crazy. Oh, can you add aliens to the list? Because that is absolutely happening. <laughs> Galen, I believe that uh, the moon is a spaceship. Okay, we're well, gonna uh, get into that. Let's get it. That, that, to be continued. That's for like hour two. Yes. Keep yeah, that going. might be that might be episode uh, episode uh, like May the fourth. So like Ooh. something crazy. Ooh. But yeah, I like that. yeah. Okay. ideas, okay. man. Snap poetry. But yeah, no. So uh, Benjamin Button style. Twenty five. Uh, I learned a lot last year. I grew a lot as a person, and I think that. Um, I don't know. I think I got married and I made an amazing headway at work. I, I had a very successful fiscal sales year, which was amazing. Um, I got really good commissions and made really good uh, connections last year. And I think that that's going to, um, it's, it's interesting because as a young professional, you don't realize that each step, you know, builds up to something. So this year I think really taught me that, um, I'm not originally from Plattsburgh, which was the original question. Uh, I did move here from Potsdam, uh, wow, five years ago. Holy bananas. It's hard to think. Five years ago, um, I was going to SUNY Potsdam. Uh, originally, I wanted to go for architecture uh, for school. So I actually ended up getting accepted to the BFA program in Potsdam. So that was fun. Is it, that's for, what's that stand for? B BFA. Like what, what's BFA. Ac acronym for? Bachelors of Fine Arts. Oh, I thought, Okay. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. So it's it's silly. So uh, for those who don't know, BFA is the only difference is you have to go through a senior exhibition, which is super professional. It prepares you for going out into the world to be a professional exhibitionist artist. And then if you do your BA, uh, you could do anything like animation and whatever is out there in the world now. Like so Pixar, yeah. Pixar yeah. Disney stuff. Okay. Cool. So it's just like a fancier, and then there's like five schools in the world that won't accept you if you don't have a BFA. So like, it's <laughs> posh. That's it's it. posh. Yeah. But anyway, you know, so I got, ex you know, I got accepted to Potsdam's for painting and I wanted to do graphic design. So Plattsburgh had a better program and I decided to apply and transfer. And then I actually met a guy from Plattsburgh on Tinder. That's it. Uh -huh. We were just joking. The, the, Corey was the Tinderella of the story. Corey, my uh, my husband officially of December last last year. December 1st? Yeah, December 1st. December 1st. We've, had a, we've made it one month. I haven't killed him. That's good. That's any, awesome. Qu question I always ask people, is it any different? 
Um, no, we've yeah. been, we've literally moved in with each other after the first six months. Um, and so it's, it, you know, it's always been very easy with him. Um, he's like my best friend. So like, yeah. I don't mean to be cliche, yeah, that's true. but yeah, no, he's, he's my gentle giant. He's always he, there. He's a, he's a tall drink of water. He is. He's, he's a big a, man. Oh yeah. He's a tall drink of water. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, he's beautiful. <laughs> um, no, I love him. Yeah. No, he's okay. So, so when, when did you. Well, actually, we'll we'll get in the we'll get into Mr. Mr. McCarty later, but uh, yeah, yeah, let, yeah. So keep going, keep going on on the on the journey here. To yeah. So I mean, it all you know, I met Corey around the same time that I found Plattsburgh, so it was actually super easy transition. Uh, we dated long distance for a little while. I moved up here, lived with mom and dad. Uh, then we got an apartment with some crazy people. <laughs> That's okay to include. Um, and. Yeah, then we eventually got our own place from there and just got cats. And now we are sitting on um, a beautiful lakeside apartment with uh, four cats. I, I repeat, four. Can you name them all? Four cats, yes. Uh, we've got Meredith Gray, yep. Pharaoh, okay. Wee we Baby Seamus, and Boo. Wee Baby Seamus is the name? We baby Seamus. Okay. It's Seamus, but his uh, Instagram handle is hashtag We Baby Seamus. So if you're interested in following him, it's hashtag We Baby Seamus. Yes, just the way it sounds. <laughs> um, and then the last one, um, actually, she's really adorable. We found uh, my coworker gave me this kitten um, because this she, is the newest edition. Yes, newest edition. Actually, very recently after uh, our marriage, it was kind of like a pseudo Christmas slash wedding slash sneak another cat into my house present um <laughs> so uh my coworker found this cat in his garage <laughs> and he was basically just like oh my god this cat is amazing but my, i have a dog and my dog's gonna literally eat this thing so like hey take this cat it wasn't exactly like that but it'll work yeah. um so i took the cat i was like i'll foster it i've literally got everything it'll be totally fine and then i fell in love with the cat because it was literally perfect this is like a month ago this is like a month ago okay. This cat sleeps with me every night, literally on my side, purrs I, like crazy. I think I just saw it on, on Instagram that it was underneath your armpit, like oh, yes. arm tucked in. Like. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't wearing any clothes. <laughs> oh, th there you go. But whatever. She's... You, you didn't, pan you panned in close yeah. enough. We didn't notice that, but. <laughs> I was Dude. doing a, a theory on my Instagram page the other day, actually, with, uh, you know, speaking of clothes, non-clothes, not to get too inappropriate. Wah, wah. But, um. It's all right. No CDs. Uh, what is it? CD. What's no PC. No, no. What's it? Yeah, that too. But what's, what's the, uh, what's the, the thing that regulates? Um. The, the thing that regulates like TV, the FDC. FTC. Who cares? Yeah. They, they don't, they, nobody hears this. So you're good. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, that's not true. Oh my God. We're oh, going to get will. this out oh, to yeah. so many no, people. Nobody heard it. Yet. Single digits. We're getting there. Number number five. I'm I, so excited. It actually number five. Not to like cut you off. I guess. I'm yeah. No. Off, no. No. Number five. This hopefully is going to be live. Our goal is in two weeks because mm. we want to get a little bit under our belt to kind of you know so people aren't like listening to one and like the demands there and they can't yeah. wait till the next week. So now we have a little bit of like people can like settle in and get get the gist of it. Um. So keep going on. on yeah. On your on your cast. <laughs> No, so four babies, it's crazy, but they uh, they all get along. Um, they all sleep with you? Yeah, well, so three of them do, and then, you know, the rest of them, they have so many comfortable places to go. They've got really high places, so they, they're they good. They've got enough space, so. And then we actually just watched that Marie, uh, I think, I hope I'm not slaughtering this, Marie Kondo, that tidying up show on Netflix. 
Are you familiar? Oh, the, little, the little Asian lady? Yes. Is that good? Oh my God, it's amazing. There's like, I think there's like six to eight episodes. I'm not really sure. And she goes in and basically declutters like hoarding, hoarders' houses. Yeah, but it, so do you remember Hoarders? I, I I know the show. I didn't really watch it. So uh, anything on TLC. Oh my God, it's insane. But it, that Breaking show. Breaking I remember that show. <laughs> Oh my God, don't even get me started. What is it, Rosh Hashan? No, no, it's not, it's not Rosh Hashan. No, Rumspringer, sorry. Rum, Rosh Hashan, I'm not being, yes, Rumspringer. Oh, it's okay. when Amish people, uh, when they're like 16, they can go out for a year and decide if they want to be in English life. If you'd like a really great so, depiction. So, so it's kind of like Harry Potter, like going into the muggle world for a year. Yeah, almost. Yes, okay. exactly. Um, Letter Kenny, the show Letter Kenny on Hulu is, is a great, uh, it has a great depiction of uh, Rumspringer. Yes, yes. Uh, that show is also amazing. I recommend it highly, and I don't recommend many shows. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a show critic. That's good, okay. Yeah, secretly. I don't write any reviews, though. I don't contribute to society. You don't just let, yeah, you just keep those to yourself. Just a lazy bum. Yeah. It's no big deal. That's, that's I'll okay. admit it. Okay. <laughs> In your mind, though, you're not. You're just full of ideas and energy, so it's good. Yeah. And aliens. Yeah, so yeah, so long story short, parents were in the Navy, moved around a lot, uh, then found my way to Plattsburgh. Both parents in the Navy? Both parents were in the Navy. Like career, like lifetime kind of thing? Career, yes. So when did they get out? Recently? No, no, no. Um, my, uh, I do come from a divorced family. Mm. My dad went through two divorces. Um, and my mom hasn't been in my life since I was seven. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, th- I think that just, you know, that kind of a lifestyle for them with them both being in the Navy, especially were just gone at yeah. different times. And I think they just ultimately grew apart. Do they, do they live around here? Um, no, my dad is in, uh, Wisconsin, I think. And my mom's in Arkansas. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Wait, so how, how, how often do you see him? Never. Really? Yeah. Do you have contact with him? Uh, when I want to. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty pretty strong and independent and do, do totally have, good. Do you have siblings? I do. I have two younger, two very beautiful younger sisters. Do you see them? Yeah, absolutely. We're oh, we're cool. tight good. tight as pea pods. You know, oh, awesome good. peas in a pea pod. Um, they're actually very beautiful. Uh, their names are Caitlin and Haley. They're 23 and 21, so we're 21, 23, 25. Oh, that's awesome! So you guys had fun. Like, so, yeah, I was gonna say fun growing up. <laughs> yeah. So so they all went. They all. You guys were in the same household growing up then? As kids. Yeah, yeah. So we, we all grew up with our dad and, uh, you know, we moved around a lot. He was doing equipment operation in the Navy. So when he got out, uh, we ended up, you know, moving around just c- because he had construction mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah. Um, and then eventually he wanted to move to New York and build a house. And so. that's how you get to Potsdam. That's how I got to Potsdam. Originally, we went to Hubleton. Yep. So I was living next to Amish people. There you go. Yep. Talk about Rum Springer. And then uh, we ended up, uh, you know, moving from Hubleton to about Colton Pierpont area, but we ended up going to Canton for high school. So I graduated from Canton, twenty twelve. So so <laughs> so wait, <laughs> when, when, when did you when did you end up going to? You said Potsdam. So Potsdam was what point of your career? Like thirteen. 12, well, 13, 14? yeah, yeah. So I, so yeah, so actually, uh, fresh out of high school, I had graduate or I had applied to four colleges. I applied to Delhi, Alfred, uh, Norwich University as a mm-hmm. military cadet, and then Vermont Tech. And I got accepted to all of them for architecture or architectural engineering because that was the goal. I, you know, honestly, weirdly enough, I, um, I knew that that's what I loved to do because when I was younger, I would literally sit and, um, draw these beautiful blueprints of like different sims house i wanted sims houses i wanted to design 
and I would literally take my blueprint and, and make it come to life. And then when I started taking like principles of engineering in high school and like going for more advanced classes and, you know, working with the college on different things, um, I realized that I would love to learn CAD and love to learn engineering. And now in my current job, I'm seeing the need for those kinds of technicians and engineers is incredibly high. Mm-hmm. So I think that I you know, want to go back to school and, and get my doctorate in architectural engineering. That's very cool. Um, yeah. so, so let me see where, so much. I, 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 <laughs> I know. I, I want to see where I, I, I didn't know any, like I said, this is kind of cool. This is why I did, actually, this is kind of why I do the podcast. Cause I have people that I want to know about that. I, we probably have never talked about that unless we got the chance, which is kind of like we, the reason I like the longer form, um, type, podcast in the sense that we can really dive a little deeper and talk about different stuff that maybe we would otherwise never know about so i think that's really cool and allows you to kind of expand on stuff and people get to know um know yourself but when so where did you grow up going even farther back now you moved to new york you said right before high school oh yeah so like um so uh, everywhere like, actually like, so well, how old were you when you moved to new york um i so like ninth thir- grade so 13-ish, 14? Yeah, like, like 13, 14. So um, where were so, you, I guess, lifetime? Where have you lived? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was born in Rhode Island Okay. Uh, on a naval base. And then we lived in Washington State, which I remember growing up wow. uh, was beautiful. Um, and then we lived in a little bit of Northern California. Yep. Then Northern California right to Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach to like Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Then to uh, North Carolina, the Moyot Currituck County, um, and then back to Virginia Beach, and then to a different location in Virginia Beach, and then to New York. It was insane. Jeez. Yeah, so you've moved almost ten times. Oh yeah, no, it was a different. It was a different school every year until t- uh, wow. you know ten through twelve was when I finished up at Canton. But honestly, you know, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like my education. I've had to fill in a lot of the gaps. I do a lot of reading, and mm-hmm. um, I teach myself a lot, which is cool. I le- I learned that, um, and I learned to be pretty adaptable and pretty resilient for any situation. Probably a lot of self sufficiency too. Yeah, 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 Goodbye and, and you know, with uh, not to be you know to be totally mature and awesome. With mom not being in the picture, you know, it was get good grades, do good things, and and go home, take care of the family, and make sure everybody's fed and laundry's clean. And I was gonna say, did you did you take on kind of the mother role of the household? Um, uh, or did you have a you had a stepmother? Well, so yeah. Oh God, we did for a little while, but she, you know, she's in North Carolina, so she'll probably never hear this. She's insane. Okay. (laughs) No, she's insane. Uh, No, she she was one of those ones that um, just you know wasn't really invested. And my dad was more invested in the family. Well, not more like just the not wanting to have a job, but wanting to have the income, you know, that kind of thing. So it was just like a, it was just a poor, poor, poor individual that yeah. just never grew up. Yeah. So, but, but did like you being the older sister, I'm sure I'm like, I'm sure your younger sisters probably looked up to you quite a bit. Yeah, no, I, um, I made sure, uh, that I was always, trying to make the good decisions, um, and trying to make the right choices. So that way I could, you know, show them that although we didn't come, you know, from much or although we didn't Mm -hmm. come from the most, uh, beautiful background or the most stable environment, you know, we, we can still achieve anything we set our mind to. And I think that I, because I did kind of step more into that role because I didn't ever want to be seen as their mom. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. want them to ever look at me and be like, Oh, she's, you know, like our mom. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I honestly felt more like, um, uh, weirdly like a wife, but not in like a gross way, like not in a mm. weird way, but I just, I felt like a wife, I felt like a wife to the family. Yeah. So, um, I kind of always tried to look at it like that. So I wouldn't get emotionally involved in like being the mother as yeah. well, Yeah. which kind of was weird. Totally getting therapy. It's awesome. <laughs> I recommend right. VHSN. They're amazing. That's all right. It's all good. Yeah. No. And I, you know, I, we all are human and adult and have issues and yeah. it's totally okay and, and totally important to be open about those things because I yeah. think a lot of people hide and, and get afraid to share. So no, a hundred percent. Happy to be transparent. No, I, I, I like it, which is, which is probably one of the, the big drawing cards. If, if you've ever met Brittany, um, you're about as well. What's the word? Like, I guess you you live life like very much like on the cuff kind of thing. Like, you just you are the the best person I've ever seen just start a conversation with anybody, <laughs> which I think is, was remarkable because I've talked about this before. I am an introvert by nature, which mm-hmm. I some people probably don't think of, but I think line of work I've had to open up and become more outgoing, which now I totally love. I love that part, <laughs> but. I, 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 it, it's something that doesn't come supernatural to me. I don't know if it comes natural to you, but from the outside looking at you, um, you're probably the best I've ever seen at it. And <laughs> like, I almost say kind of like the, they don't give a fuck kind of thing that you're just very approachable to anybody. And I like, I just, that's something I super admire about you. And I just think that like, I watch you go and I'm like, damn, if she can do it, like, man, I can, I can do it too. But, um, well, I have two points on that. Okay. Uh, one, uh, I'll tell you my secret. It's like so easy. <laughs> Um, and you're going to be like, oh my God, what? And two, um, having the not caring attitude is what gets you in trouble. So please care about what you say. That's yeah. my disclaimer for the day. There, there, there you go. Let me sip my coffee. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I guess the good thing was I was the one that introduced myself <laughs> to you guys. So I kind of, right? <sighs> you got a cat? <coughs> she got a fur ball okay, from there. one of the cats. Yeah. Oh, oh, all that hair. Um, no, I think our, uh, not to be weird, not to be, you know weird i think our <laughs> energies drew each other to one another that night so i think we were destined to meet no matter what that's, that's yeah I um that. but no way. i you know we we i think we're both very positive and i think that um i saw you you saw me and we introduced ourselves to each other because i think it was bound to happen it was just the universe is aligned yeah the aliens that's you know? it the <laughs> the aliens um so um but i i guess we can we can talk about that the, the uh <laughs> Not the aliens. We'll get into the aliens later. That's going to be like the cliffhanger for everybody. I don't, I don't know even... if I'm ready for the aliens. No, not yet. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, no, it's okay. I don't know okay. if I'm ready for the so, aliens right actually, now. Actually, just, you know, kind of a, a preview into like a, some uh, some irony for you. Actually, no, not irony. Maybe. I don't know who knows where this is going. Okay. Um, excuse me. <laughs> I've done a lot of research. <laughs> I actually have some really strong evidence, and I think that uh, the world's going to appreciate this chilling knowledge. Yeah, that's You're all I have to say. Okay, so we're just okay. I'm excited. So I'm, I'm gonna put down on on the the no, the notepad <laughs> chilling knowledge. Yeah. Oh, and then the secret. So like with talking to people, I approach it almost like um, an attitude, because okay. not to like a mindset. Yeah, like definitely a mindset. Okay. Because what the you know honestly one of the biggest things that kind of held me together for the, you know, the longest parts of my life, the biggest parts of my life, you know, anything that I went through. Cause, um, there have, you know, obviously been traumatic trials that I have, uh, overcome like almost like a, 
like a track hurdle. Mm -hmm. You know, you take that Mm -hmm. shit on and you overcome it day after day after day, time after time. And um, my secret to talking with people is uh, we are all people. It's simple. I, I don't look at any person regardless of class or regardless of job or regardless of who you are or what you've done or or what's in your background or what you're afraid of you know I look at the human in front of me and I spark joy because that you know that I I don't know I I miss those people that used to come up to me and and I always wanted to be that extrovert because I was very introverted just just with my, you know, my environment, Mm -hmm. but I was an extrovert in an introverted environment and I was always stir crazy. Well, I I think one way I look at it too with, and this is anything, this is like, I kind of want to met you guys, not that, let's say it was bad. I mean, you're usually strength in numbers or you and Lawrence, you guys obviously had kind of like a buddy system going, but I, I look at if, if you look at somebody same way i look at, i literally look at people the same exact way as everybody's human and everybody for the most part wants the same thing so if you're going to an event like that or you're going you're meeting someone for the first time one people like to talk and have fun i don't think anybody hates to laugh and hates to have fun so i think bringing a little bit of energy a little bit of um humor a little bit of you know kind of ice breakingness to conversations people love that and that's what I try to do in a lot of stuff. And I think, like I said, you you, you are our level pro at it. I'm 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 just <laughs> thank mer- you, I'm just thank merely you. a, a, just, <laughs> a young I just, Padawan. I just, I just yes, I, I wish to strive <laughs> to hit that level. But I agree. It's it's just the idea, total mindset of that that person wants to laugh or have a good time or day to day. Like I, I'm lucky because I absolutely love what I do every day. Like I don't. I, I, I've said this before, I think today's Tuesday, <laughs> but it, I know it sounds kind of weird, but today could be Saturday, it could be Friday, it could be Monday. Like, I just feel like my, my week is one big day. Like, it's just great. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Going, <laughs> wow. Going Throwback. Up, going I don't, yeah. So wow. we, we, uh, but if, if like, so I, I'm always like in a pretty upbeat mood. So if I go to like pick up food or go see someone on the, on the streets or like even uh, like walk out of the office. And somebody's there waiting to get on the train and they just like, they're just kind of like mopey. Like as I'm locking the door, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Like just start picking up a conversation. Cause they're like, Oh great. Like, well, and I, you know, like I think people, people like that. And then you never know. I mean, you talk to somebody next thing you know, they become a good friend or they become, you know, I, I don't know, like connections, relationships all lead to different things. And there's a reason I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason. So there's a reason I said something with somebody, maybe I wasn't going to say something and that led to something really cool or a good friendship or whatever. So I think that's our, 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 um, I think just life in general, everybody's just a big tangle web of people that are just trying to, someone told me the other day, I forgot what the, who, who said it, but they said, everybody's God, I wish I could give credit to whoever said this. They said <laughs> the other day it was phenomenal. Michael Scott, they, Michael Scott, <laughs> the, the, uh, they basically said that everybody's just kind of floating through life and we all just kind of hit and, and intermingle when it's the right time and right place where everybody's yeah. just kind of on the same journey and everybody just takes different paths but your path might pass somebody that is you were meant to or destined to meet whether it be a spouse or a best friend or a colleague or something like that i'm pissed now i don't know who the heck told me that but it was it was a super good like it just i, I just like the concept and when they said it i'm like yeah it's 100 yeah. percent correct like we're all just kind of on a on a spacey floating journey 
<laughs> but we end up just bumping into who we should bump into or talk to who we should talk to or, or so I think that's wouldn't it I, be cool I if like we that. were in a different dimension inception <laughs> stuff aliens all right. We'll get to, we yeah, promise no, no, there'll be, there'll yeah, be we'll talks there. of aliens at some point. We'll get there. We'll we got get all there. the stuff I want to talk about, but it, the aliens will be our, our big, <laughs> our big finale. Um, so, so yeah, the personality and business, I, I like that. The other thing I, I kind of wanted to touch on on that part of it is like when I first got in the real estate industry, so now I've start. this is my start of year nine, year Ooh. one, one, two, three, like. I was like Mr. Stiff, meaning like I thought I had to do stuff by the book and I thought people were very serious and we're dealing with money and buying homes and all this stuff. And and then I realized I'm like, the same thing. People are people. People have a better time taking this stressful situation and just boiling it down to like just two friends having a good time, looking at homes, chit-chatting, making fun of the same stuff in a home, you know, just t- being more light and having fun. And I found just by doing that, which I'm sure it's been said or cliche, but now I'm like, I actually see it and live it is just the idea that you put positivity out, positivity finds you. And those exactly. people who you ultimately you want to work with and, and deal with and be with. And I would say even, you know, I'm not the only millennial in the world. I think that feels this way, but um, not to categorize myself either, like a millennial, because uh, that's, we're not even going to get into when that. When were you born, 93? Uh, yeah, yeah, ninety three. Wow, I was about to say my whole birthday, and then I was like, "Oh, that's probably not." Well, smart. We could, well, we could send people could send you birthday wishes. Oh yeah, I sent well, you a birthday video. So yeah, I'm a Halloween baby. Really? No, no, it's a, it's a couple of days around there. Okay, but I was gonna say I'm like it, it you can guess. It wasn't. I'll just look at my text when I sent you. Oh well. <laughs> um, no, so keep going. No, no, no. <laughs> so oh yeah, like I was saying, um, and it's cool. Well, I don't actually really remember where I was, but it's cool to think that like. And, and everything you do professionally or creatively or in your conversations with others when you're building relationships, um, it's really cool to think that the more you put into your conversations, the more you actually get out of them long term, which is something I've also realized. Like when you're in a room and you're talking with somebody and you're like half paying attention because you've got a lot in your mind or a lot in your plate or you've got the whole workload on your desk and you're thinking about it. If you don't take that time with that person, you're going to have to call them later. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to follow up with them later. If you're there, you can build off of that. If you're painting, you can build off of that. Mm -hmm. If you're singing, you can build off of that. If you just, if you're doing what you need to do and, and putting time into the relationships you need to put time in, um, and spreading that positivity and, and being, you know, that positive person and, ultimately reacting to others that are doing that positively as well because i think a lot of people um myself included want that like positive affirmation when they're mm-hmm. doing like their creative work or you know what makes them passionate so reach out to someone you love and tell them you appreciate them you and what they do yeah inspire well, oh I, th- I, th- I think um and we've talked about this before in other podcasts but obviously you being a 80k adirondack young professional um that group is, I think, full of those people. They're like yeah. the real core group, like the people that really, really um, go and utilize it as not like, hey, I'm going to go just because I want so and so to buy my product or use my service or whatever. But yeah. I think legitimately there's a there's a good crew there, probably a dozen or so people that are like legit, like people that are, are just good friends with each other. Like they, and I, I don't even think, I think that group is more of, hey, how can we just really get a big driving force behind? young professionals in the Clinton County Plattsburgh area 
that will ultimately take the torch and run with it to improve the area and leave it better than what we found it is the goal. And yeah. I think that that group is like totally spearheading that from, from, from a very probably average age of 30, maybe not even that guy, probably 27. Yeah, I, I think we average, we're anywhere between, you know, 20. Well, honestly, I think our youngest members are 21 and our board members to mm-hmm. be, you know, 21 to Isaac. <laughs> Isaac. Uh, shout out to Matt, Matt Craig, actually, because he does an amazing job and I really like his uh, his energy. <laughs> so Craigcast. Woo- yeah. Hey, Isaac was just on the last episode of Craigcast. Oh, so, Isaac. So, Love Isaac. So, so uh, Shout out to Isaac. He, uh, we did a surprise party this weekend, actually. Did you? Yep. Uh, shout out to Jamie from ETS because uh, nice. it was her uh, blank birthday. Uh, actually, her 29th birthday. She's so hot. Um, yeah. And we... Uh, Isaac basically hosted a party over at SIP and we did a surprise party for her. So oh, awesome. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jamie. We love you. Yeah. And that, yeah. Isaac's a great dude. So Isaac Drew, if um, you're wondering what his last name is, and Matthew Craig, who was the leadoff batter of the Galen <laughs> Trombley show before it was named that, um, and also the founder of Craigcast and co-founder of Open Gate Farmstead. And amazing mind for a lot of like what we do at ADKYP. He provides a lot of amazing feedback and, he's, and he's is a, a is a fighter. Uh, yeah, Matt Matt Matt, Matt Craig is, is a integral part of the future of the North Country. So he's a, <laughs> he's a good dude, good friend. Um, so <laughs> let's see. Okay, we're we're gonna go back down the list and, and people that have when they talk about prep work for podcasts. I don't do a lot of prep work. I probably should, <laughs> but a lot of the people so far that I've had on are just kind of people I know. So I'm just like, you know what? We're just going to kind of wing it. Ask Brittany, same thing. Like, hey, just kind of come up with some topics. You know, we'll have a little bit of like an itinerary just so if we get off track. And Brittany shows up and she does kind of a normal thing, kind of wanders around, asks me questions about everything but the podcast. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, do you have some ideas? And like, yeah, I got a couple. I'm like, okay. Did we have them written down? I'm like, no. And I, I haven't started. <laughs> so really, we just jam for about three minutes. And I got a list of stuff on the way pad. So we just try to kind of stay on task and ask stuff and then just let it grow from there. So again, a lot of prep work, really. Yeah, but like kudos to us because we're killing it. Off the cuff. Um, Yeah, I feel like this is great. So let's continue. Okay, so what's your working (laughs) history? So so Um, start start from the beginning and then we'll lead up to, let's let's do the opposite of the Benjamin Button. Where where did you start? uh, Oh, I had a great great path so far. Um, Well, me being my young determined self started working at 17. I haven't stopped. So, uh, yeah, no, I did full-time work and school. I was a commuter student all the way through college and I was working full-time in high school. Started at McDonald's, got fired from McDonald's. (laughs) Can we say the reason why? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you everything. Um, (laughs) they, uh, were trying to schedule me like 40 hours a week. I was a senior in high school and I was like, I've got to play, I've got a track game. Like (laughs) I, they were like, uh, I give you 10. Yeah. They were like, you have so many pink slips. I was like, well, you're scheduling me at the wrong time. So bye. (laughs) Bye. So yeah, anyway. Um, and then I started over at Walmart. Uh, and I actually gave Walmart in Potsdam. Would you work with Ellie? Uh, no. Oh my God. Ew. Uh, I was a cashier and a customer service manager. Didn't she work at, she worked the same place. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you said deli. No, no. Ellie. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ellie. I love Ellie. I thought you said deli. Did I work at the deli? Uh, ew. No, I didn't work at the deli. But did, did you and Ellie work at the same time? Yes. Actually, Ellie, I don't know if she told you this, probably not, was modeling at the time. She did. We went all into the... T- you you awesome. were here when this actually gets published. Oh, good, good, good. And she's got a great story on that too. Yeah. No, she was modeling. And uh, so she, she kept getting Traveling called out of work. a lot. 
Yeah. They uh, they actually wanted her overseas. She did not go into that. She They wanted her overseas, but um, she was, uh, I think, just, uh, you know, I was, and, and I've been her best friend for a while, so I think she, uh, you know, love her to death. I just don't so, think she was, you know, that's ready tough, to go tough, across the ocean. Yeah, tough it's industry. It's a huge well, thing. So if, yeah. um, and if that's okay. She's beautiful. So, so we're talking about Elizabeth Gent, a.k.a. Ellie, a.k.a. guest of podcast number four. A.k.a. Real Ellie State. Real Ellie State, who today just passed all her tests, so she's now licensed amazing um she's been working super hard she's a great girl so she oh my gosh she is that's who we're we're referring to so if you want to know a lot more on ellie you probably hopefully have listened to this in sequence so you would have listened to all last podcast of the wonderful elizabeth ellie gent ellie ellie real ellie Ellie state real Real ellie Ellie state State. okay so yeah so you're at walmart with oh god and then yes. <laughs> what, so cashier. Okay. I just want cashier. to make sure that we were at the same timeline. Yeah. She didn't yeah. mention that you worked there. So. Oh no. So I did, uh, I started working there first, I think. And then, you know, it was consistent. It was flexible with school. So it always worked around my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally did classes in the morning, worked at night all the way through. And it was so easy. Um, met my first roommate through Walmart. It was like, <laughs> it was uh, North country AF, but wonderful. Uh, <laughs> it was a great, you know, I now look at that company and the one in Plattsburgh. I just, I, I dislike that store strongly. Okay. Well, there we the go. Way it's so set you're a target up. shopper. Oh, oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I'm, I'm one of those, uh, one of those Starbucks people. Yes, yeah. Sir. Oh gotcha. yeah. Um, yeah. So did Walmart two years. Actually, funnily enough, I was working the register. This man came through my line, little, uh, you know, little French man. And he would always come through, you know, once or twice a week and buy like six to eight of those big boxes of like multiple little bags of chips mm-hmm. and waters. And eventually I just, I got so curious and I was like, dude, WTF, there is no way you're eating all these chips. I was like, what are you doing with all of these chips? And he was like, Oh, I'm a general manager. I run a hotel, blah, blah, blah. You're very beautiful. Do you want to come work for me? And I was like, hell yeah, Batman. Um, and you call him chip man. Uh, no, but I did help him out to his car and loaded his chips for him. And I was like, how much? And he was like, $10 an hour. And I was like, I'm making eight. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. See so ya. yeah, I interviewed and it led she to that. I was going to say, you got, that's for a negotiation. Be like, well, I'm making 11 now. Can you do 12? Yeah. Or no, I learned that going into the, yeah. But anyway, okay. I, uh, <laughs> I did, I worked at a nice little boutique for, you know, for Diamond Hotel in uh, Potsdam. I worked at the Clarkson Inn. Cool. Uh, we had the guy from Mythbusters stay there while I worked there. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I did second shift there again, class and work. And then um, they hired a bunch of new people and were cu- like cutting everyone's hours. So I transitioned over to Best Western in Canton and then moved up to Plattsburgh and started working at the Comfort Inn. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so you never went to like hotel, tourism, restaurant, the, no training, nothing like that. No, but you never like you wanted, you didn't want to do that after the fact. No, no, no. So, and I was super honest with them about it. You know, I was open. Um, actually they, they were opening up a champions fun city while I was working there because I was at the front desk. Um, and I started becoming, you know, I started being the manager on lead, that kind of thing. So taking on more responsibility. Um, and they knew I was an artist, uh, because I don't hide it anymore (laughs) from anyone. Um, hashtag Brittany, you know, Brittany Leonard artist. We'll get into the new one. Brittany. 
That was the old one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that's it. what it is. We'll you you it. can see, no, but we'll, if we'll you look it, it up, we'll yeah. It. But anyway, um, they knew I was an artist. So they were building Champions Fun City, their new arcade, um, and they wanted a mural done. So I did a hundred foot square mural for them. I charged them, you know, nice, pretty penny and I did it. It was great. Um, and then they needed a manager for the arcade. So I actually just kind of stood up and said, I'll be the general manager. Let me do this. Yeah. So question about that is, what's, is the arcade that's still kicking? Still kicking. Because we used to go there like as kids, like there, the pool, like and everybody always had a birth. I'm sure anybody listening to this, if you're, God, in your 20s or 30s, <laughs> you went to bootleggers back in the day and it was like <laughs> laser tag, it was arcade, it was swimming. They usually gave you just like pizza, soda. I think, as, you know, they had mini putt and bumper boats later on in the time, probably when you were there, but before you were there, I don't think they had those. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so bootleggers was what it used to be called. So Yeah, so people, no, it, people was a, it was fun. No, I did a good little little stint there and then... I graduated college and decided it was time to move on and went to ETS and uh, they interviewed me immediately. <laughs> Apparently, so you, were, you had graduated at the time. Yeah, I had uh, I had graduated. I'd given uh, Champies a couple, you know, a couple months and then decided it was, you know, time to transition out. Um, you know, my sister was transitioning in. So just kind of. Does she work there now? Yeah, she's, she's the general manager there now. So you, wait, so. How many sisters are in the area? This is a stepsister. So these are oh, gotcha. um, okay. on the married side. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so she's, she's killing it over there and I'm killing it over at ETS and we're so, doing great things. So what was your degree in again? Um, I have my, I got my bachelor's of fine arts in graphic design, okay. painting and marketing. So when you went to ETS, that wasn't affiliated at all with your major? Um, or- no, originally, I mean, they... Originally, they hired me as a recruiting coordinator um, okay. because I didn't have as much like office experience at all. It was mostly retail and hospitality, but the majority of that experience was translatable to like the industrial candidates um, and the industrial side of ETS because it's a lot different than, um, you know, obviously your suit and ties in your more professional world. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have, you know, more of the ability to connect with people uh, from every background and it's... It, it can be challenging, you know, for individuals that haven't worked in that customer service environment or like a uh, like a hospitality environment. So it's, you know, anytime we find an individual with that experience, they're always considered for, you know, a really good opportunity with ETS because it is so uh, useful and imperative that you, you know, can work with anyone and, and be able to work quickly on your feet because you, you experience so much on the job. It's amazing. So, so for people that don't know, does ETS stand for anything? Um, it's em- like employ employment uh, training and consulting. We do like employment training and consulting services. We hire for um, over you know hundred to two hundred clients in our area, Burlington and the Saratoga area. Mm-hmm. Um, we also service uh, a lot of companies for HR support. So uh, companies going through transition, you know, periods or mergers, companies that are, you know, maybe they've lost their HR manager, that kind of thing. Um, They hire someone, maybe they need additional training. ETS can supply them with that now. So you guys will actually put someone in place from internally into the, into their setting to help them out with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We provided, that's actually a new service we're going to be rolling out this year, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something, you know, our business development team has been working on pretty effectively. So 
Um, a lot of clients are getting on board. I think that going into 2020, we're going to see even more clients getting on board. And then now that we're also providing the public with a lot of the salary information for most of the industrial and professional jobs in our area, uh, that's getting utilized by a lot of companies as well, which is really cool. And we are selling that information. So, so when you guys are, when you talk about, so people want to know, cause I'm kind of curious on this too. I mean, I know a little bit of how you guys roll, but like, so if somebody ETS and this might be like, kind of describe the the organization from a standpoint of like what's your main like a candidate's point of view i guess like yeah if somebody's like hey ets like what i guess how can you help people like if people are looking for that and they're like hey i you know oh that might be a good maybe that'll give somebody an opportunity well, i don't yeah yeah, yeah. I th- so i actually think it'll be helpful to explain my experience because yeah. i had no idea what ets was before i went there mm-hmm. um and i was actually referred by christy shout out to christy kennedy amazing chamber of commerce <laughs> whoop whoop uh it's my other sister she's amazing there you go uh but yeah so is she the one that does all the the videos on the adirondack coast yeah she does like advertising like and marketing christy okay oh yeah I've heard, I've heard of her i've never met her but she's she sounds she looks like or sounds like a very cool girl oh my god you have to meet her because honestly your energies would just like be beautiful together Good. we'll, we'll yeah. get her on, on the, dream uh, team we'll get her on the podcast you know we need a cavanaugh realty adirondack chair just saying said it here first Episode five. Oh, wait, wait. The, I did the Boyer Benner chair. Uh, you did? Yeah. Which, I, which I, I think I snap you and put it on my story. I, I got to do a better one because that eagle, I was like, I looked at that the other day and I was like, oh, Just, but whatever. No big deal. I think it looks great. But anyway. Yeah, may, may, maybe. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get into that. We'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, no, long story short. So I don't even know where we were. Uh, we were talking about ETS and talking about um so someone oh, coming, like, like someone the using your point services of or yeah or how, how that works yeah so uh referred by christy kennedy she was like oh you've got to come meet this girl nicole woo, woo, nicole klein um and i was like yeah oh absolutely so i went in i didn't really know too much i didn't really have to do too much normally a candidate will come in and they'll upload their resume they'll build a, a profile in our system because we have a fully automated fully electronic easy to use system to get mm-hmm. individuals in get them updated ultimately just get their work history and see you know what experiences you truly have you can bring to the table um so once you you know are all updated uh you'll meet with a recruiter you do like a 30 45 minute interview we follow a pretty uh simple format uh pretty standard questions uh where you see yourself in five years make everybody sweat it's, it's awesome yeah, there you go <laughs> Um, and then you, you know, you, you take a second and you don't just try to pair someone with, uh, just a job. You really try to take a look at what's going to work for them long term. You know, where are they going to be most successful? Where are they going to have the most resources to succeed long term? Mm -hmm. Do they have that transportation? You know, we take all those factors into consideration and try to make more of a match. And, you know, that's what I do. And I'm leading the pack so far this year in terms of sales and hoping that that will continue through the year. Yeah. Great. I love it. Um, so I guess kind of with that, how's um, my, my main question every time, which is part of a segment that I do every month that you might've seen is how's the market, but like, how's the, for the house market, how's the, the, what's the job market like in our area? Because this obviously affects my industry, but also affects a lot of people around here because a strong economy up here helps everybody. Yeah. So what, what, what do you guys think or what, what's your, how's the job market look going into 2019, maybe 2020, 2021 kind of in the future? So, um, I, you know, kind of stand, uh, alone when I say that I, you know, I do see more of an Elon Musk view when I see like automation taking over, mm-hmm. you know, the job market, which I think is a, it, it will. it's I, a serious concern. It will. You yeah. know, it's a, it's a serious idea that, you know, I don't think that we will be affected by 
until later in the game because we are so good at what we do. Mm -hmm. So I think we are going to hit the market when we can, as long as we can, you know, for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there's always going to be people looking for jobs, especially when they become more sparse. Um, Or or the industries change. I mean, there's jobs that aren't even created yet that will be created. Uh, And I see a lot of like mechanical or technical opportunities to maybe work on those components Mm -hmm. of like automated systems or electrical, you know, experiences I'm seeing in terms of like what's hot in the job market. You know, there's a lot of industrial companies that are, you know, slowing down in terms of their production going into their winter schedules. Um, But, you know, now that we're kind of over the holidays, over the shutdowns for certain companies in the area, we're actually seeing, you know, things actually starting to ramp up pretty well. Um, You know, we're getting Apple Packer positions, hospitality is always hot. Um, There's always a need for, you know, CDL drivers, actually CDL drivers in the nation are needed because think about it, honestly, the generation of individuals that took those positions uh, are not being born yeah Yeah, like no no kid grows up no offense and says i want to be a cdl driver you take those kinds of positions because you've got that military experience or you've you've you know you've had individuals in your life that have done that and it's i don't know it's very interesting but yeah cdl drivers if you ever want your cdl license please get it i will hire you immediately um Um, yeah so, so so I guess like what's a typical like week for you guys? What's a typical day to uh, – I guess like – you know what I mean? Like it's probably different every day. I mean you have like, yeah. a general guideline what you follow, but it's kind of like it's kind of like me. Like there's things I do every day. There's things I do once a week. There's things I do once a month. Like it just bounces um, around. But It's insane. Like, uh, you, I know you guys are busy because I, I mean I'll – text you and then it's like three hours later and it's, well, yeah. it's not that bad but you're but you're, oh I mean, it's you're bad like, like, but no but you're busy i mean it's like you know you can tell somebody that that is busy because you try to no, no i mean you try to reach them but it's like they'll get back to you very quickly but they'll get back to you when they actually can see the message or have time to actually breathe and yeah and, and type something out or call you or, or whatever or send the email so yeah so i'm actually uh i'm actually learning this year how to do more of like a work-life balance because i'm really i'm really bad at that like i'm okay. really bad about like even um like ellie o- ellie pointed it out to me actually over yeah definitely overworking okay. and like overworking to the point that like when i get home i'm i'm really bad about like communicating how my day was because i like don't I don't want to relive it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that I don't love my day because I love, you know, I love my days. I find good in all my days. But when I get home, I'm like, I don't want to have a conversation about all the conversations I had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, yep. uh, I'm just going to chill and play some Assassin's Creed. D- Bye. D- d- did, uh, now, it kind of kind of ties in before, like, I, I do this all the time. And I, I sometimes think it's like a detriment, a, l- a little bit, not, not in a big deal, but like, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll come home mm-hmm. and... I've loved talking to people and it's great and I meet people. But the thing is literally from probably eight in the morning, give or take a half hour, um, till about who knows at night, um, I'm in contact with everybody. I'm texting, calling, emailing, meeting face to face. So there's times where I just get home and the last, literally the last thing I want to do is talk to anybody. (laughs) And I always feel bad because like, you know, I, I come home and I love obviously my, you know, hanging out with my son and my wife, but you know, there's times that sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, like me and my wife would just be like, ah. I mean, long day, like she'll be, you know, watching him all day and she gets tired and I, I'm just kind of tired and we, we, we definitely talk, but it's, um, 
you know, there's times I feel like, oh, should I, should I communicate more? But it, it kind of goes both ways where you're just kind of burnt out. And like at the end of the day, it's just like, I, I honestly, like, can we just kind of like hang out and, and just not like not overthink and just relax and kind of like, cause like I said, I do, I do really focus on the weekends trying to family time, but during the week, like a lot of it, like it's a finite resource, the, just like the peace and quiet and calm time. So it's like when I have that, which I said, I'm, I like the peace and quiet. I like, I like sitting down. I will sit down on the couch on a Saturday or Sunday. And if I can get like sit down for an hour and read, I know it sounds weird, but like it feels great. Or if I can just like do something where I'm just not talking to people for just like an hour to even like three, four hours, it's like oh, it's so refreshing because it just recharges my batteries a little bit. So I can totally yeah. understand where you're coming from where I think, I don't know if that is true or not, but like from a, like an extroverted, if people are in that position where they talk a lot to people, yeah. I think they're great and they're on majority of the day. But they, they're, they're human. They need that time where it's just like, okay, I just I just need some time to myself where I'm just like left my own thoughts. and, and Need some time with your cats. Yes. <laughs> we all need – no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say we, <laughs> we all need cats. One, I'm allergic to cats. So that's probably Aww. where part of me – But the other thing is that they're creepy to me. <gasps> they're creepy? So, Why? So, so this, Why? Is, this is my thing. So if you're sitting – this is my experience with cats. If I'm like sitting on the chair, like on, on a chair or on a couch or just whatever – those things will jump up like right on your head because they'll jump up on the top of the chair and you're right there and you're like, what the? Because you can't hear them. Yeah, but they Do- like being high. Yeah, but the, but the thing is like dogs are the worst tell ever because like you can, dog, you'll hear the dog, loud feet, clipping, like whatever. They make it known they want to jump up on a couch. They make like, they know exactly what, you know exactly what they want to do. Cats, no. Like all of a sudden they're just like, and they're so soft on their feet. They're like, and then they're on you and it's like, get, get off. And like, you can't tell. Oh, ugh, I hate, I, I'm not a cat person. See, I'm completely opposite where I actually love that each individual cat has a completely different personality, no matter what cat you meet. Uh, as long as you like give them the right environment and like you actually do give them that love, they will, <laughs> they will come out. Like I'll tell you all four of my cat's personalities in one word. Meredith is stubborn. She was a garbage kitty, and every time I open the door, she likes to run out or tries to run out. So she's so stubborn. Anytime there's chicken anywhere, she tries to eat it. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Pharaoh is skittish. She was traumatized. So, yeah, she just runs away from everything. Seamus, wee baby Seamus, hashtag wee baby Seamus, is uh, very independent, does not like to be held, and does his own thing always. And then Boo is... Uh, I'm still figuring it out, but she is... That's a new one. Yeah. Right now, I would say ragdoll because <laughs> she just turns to mush or like mashed potatoes. It is, uh, is Wee Baby Seamus the only one with the hashtag? Um, yeah, but Meredith Grey is named after Meredith Grey in Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. Yep. Yeah. And then Pharaoh. Actually, she's really funny. She's a beautiful... Is um F or P-H? P-H. So like P-H-A-R-A-O-H-S? Pharaoh uh, or no S? I think it's P-H-A-R-O-A-H. Yeah, it's really weird. I got, I got a, fun, a funny topic on that. So Well, like, so when we got her, sorry, her name tag said Farah. We didn't realize that till we just looked at them, like, last year. <laughs> so we've been calling her Pharaoh this whole time. Oh, but now it's Pharaoh, so, right. yeah. yeah, whatever. You can just scratch it out. All right. it. Um, no, I remember when I was in sixth grade, I, we had a, a teacher, and the, the spelling test... We had to figure out the spelling test. She was an old school teacher and she was great. Um, and she ended up, the one of the words was Pharaoh. And 
I never knew how to spell it because it was just that weird word. And I was like, Pharaoh, like, I, how I often does that come out? A and everything else. So she goes, she goes, oh, we'll put it into a jingle. Like, that's how you can remember to pass your spelling test. So she ended up singing. It was like, <laughs> I don't want to, my voice sucks. But, <laughs> but she was like, like, P H A A or P H A R A. And then she goes, O H S. So she had like, but it was like a little, it was like a little jingle. So I got in my head so I could hear her saying it. And then I'm like, oh. I've never misspelled Pharaoh in my life because I, I don't know why this was, oh my God, almost 20 years ago now. But it's so funny. I like that when you said Pharaoh, that's why I was asking, like, how do you yeah. spell it? Is it, it F A R R O W or <laughs> the, the, that would be so weird. Or the King Tut Pharaoh. So that would be so, uh, that'd be so wiggly town. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, no judgments, no judgments down the road. But, um, yes. that's kind of like, um, I'll never forget how to spell independent or banana because of Gwen Stefani and that rap song from eighth grade. I don't even know who. This shit's been I N D E P E N D E N T. Do you know what I mean? That song. I don't yeah. know that. Well, anyway, I'll never forget how to spell okay. independent. I know bananas. 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 That's that's when she had like the one or two years of just like in. Uh, yeah, that like Tokyo, that Tokyo thing. She did that. She's like uh, yeah, rich girl. Oh, that was a good one. It's like da-da-da-da-da-da. speaking of the Oscars, Lady Gaga was beautiful, or the Golden Globes, Golden Globes. was it? Yeah, <laughs> look at me on point. What is the goal? Is that music? I don't even know. So Emmys is TV. Oscars is movies. There's four. I say four big ones. So Oscars is like the big one. That's movies. That's Ooh, straight okay. up movies. Emmys is straight up TV. Mm-hmm. Tony's is plays like like oh uh, like Broadway. 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 Oh okay. Beautiful. Grammys is music. The Grammys are the music one, and then the Golden Globes is mixture of TV and movies. Mm. So the TV and movie. The weird thing about the Golden Globes, I actually oddly like award shows. I, sometimes I, you know, I don't know why. I just, I, I, yeah, I used to like them as kids. Yeah, I, it's I a good microcosm. I think my mom, my mom used to always watch them, and then I just, as I got older, I used to watch a lot of, not so much now, but I watched a ton of movies. Yeah, um, and I used to like not not just like like action movies. No, I like action star movies. No, but I always watched like the the movies that were up for Oscars, like the dramas and the the the, uh, the bibli or biographical movies and things yeah. like that. So. The Golden Globes, I believe it does not have any audience. Like the audience is the, the nominees and the people. So um, I think that's kind of cool because it's a much smaller venue. It's not as – it's a little more laid back. It's obviously a huge, huge award show, but it's more laid back than the Oscars. The Oscars oh, is like cool. the, the big one. This is the Super Bowl. This is yeah. kind of like the Pro Bowl, I guess, or something. I don't – but like it, it's – I find it a cool mixture, and a lot of it is – the prelims to the Oscars, so then you kind of get a taste of like who's like who's who, like who, yeah. well, who's the top ones, what are the movies, and it gives you the opportunity for about a month, month and a half before the Oscars actually happen, because I think the Oscars are like mid or late February, mm-hmm. so you have like a five week gap where now all the movies that were on, that were nominated or eventually will be announced that are nominated, now all the theaters pick them up, so that's like January, February is like the best time to go see movies because all those movies come out. And that's when you're like, oh, these are like the, the top 10 movies. And you go see as many as you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't done that in a while. But I used to, there was times where like, I think they bumped the movie up from 5 to 10 a few years back. Yeah. And I went to like 7 of the 10, 6 of the 10. Like I would see quite a bit of oh, them. Oh, yeah. So I really wow. Had, I really had a good, so it's kind of, it makes, it makes watching it more fun. Because then I can, yeah. like, I can actually look at it and be like, oh, I like this movie or I didn't like that movie or things like that. Like. Like I a, love going to the movies. Yeah. It's I, like one of my favorite things to do because I'm so I, lazy. I don't even care. Yeah, but, but movies... I, like I, a homebody. Yeah, I'm going to say homebody. The body. thing with like movies, like if you, go to, if you go to like a movie 
if you watch a movie at home, how many distractions are there? A thousand. Yeah. Either pets or somebody getting up or someone going to the bathroom or, or somebody like a family member walking through or someone ringing the doorbell or calling. Like you go to the theater, turn your phone off. Like you're good. Like you have like an a, two hours of uninterrupted. I you can time. Watch, yeah. I can just watch movies, zone out. Yeah, I love going to movies. I, I don't go as much as I used to, but I, I wish I would like to go more. Oh, Aquaman. So, you have to see Aquaman. See, this, this is my thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, this is my thing. I, 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 I've seen the original Spider-Man mm-hmm. and I think the second Spider-Man. back Like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I know yeah, there's been like yeah, five yeah. different Spider-Men since, but that one and then all the uh, Christian Bale Batman movies. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's, that's legit my, I've never seen a... I've Marvel? Never, I don't even. I don't even know. Marvel and DC. I don't what? Know the difference. I've never seen Iron Man. Oh my goodness! I've never seen Captain America. I've never seen Black Panther. Never saw it. I never. Oh my gosh! I never saw Ant Man. No, never even heard of that. What? Um, the Hulk. Nope. Ragnarok. Nope. Thor. Nope. Oh my. The uh, The Avengers. Nope. Infinity War. Nope. Oh, I don't geez. even know what that is. Like I, I don't watch. I don't watch superheroes. Like my superheroes well, growing up were Spider Man. Yeah. Was Spider Spider Man by far? That was like that. That was one number one by far. Then I would probably say Batman. Mm. I wasn't a big Superman. I wasn't a big anything else. I had a lot of action figures as a kid. Um, I don't know. I just always liked Spider Man, and then Batman was always like a number two. But I was never like crazy. I was never like rolling around like in Batman stuff or or, <laughs> uh, or Spider Man stuff. But I, I uh, so those are the ones I saw. I remember seeing Spider Man when it first came out back. I think Spider-Man, if I'm correct, came out, I want to say 2002. I just remember this because I remember the grade of school I was in. Yeah. And that, I think, was the first big superhero movie that they made because that was huge. That was like everybody was jacked up. I went and saw it opening night. I was pumped because Spider-Man was my, my jam. And then it just became like every other month, some kind of superhero yeah, movie came oh out. Oh, yeah. And then it was like, I, there, how many times can you make an Iron Man? How many times can, like, even, even Spider Man? I'm like, you made like the original Spider Man. I'm good. Like, I don't need, we're just going to throw a random guy. Now we get it. Batman, there's different villains. Yeah, so they yeah, make yeah. It based on the villain, which, but, and I'm sure Iron Man has more villains. I don't know. I've, I've literally know nothing about it besides the fact that he's like a billionaire. He's kind of like a Batman. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just come from money and they have all this technology and, Basically, like the Elon Musk. If Elon Musk became some kind of superhero, <laughs> is is yeah, he's 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 dope. But oh my gosh, they found uh, the first um, individual that signed up for space tourism. Space. Yep. Yeah, he's a an I I don't don't want to get this right. Indonesian man or Indian man that's like a, a billionaire. He's a musician, so he's bringing a bunch of artists up there. So where are they going? Uh, they're going to the moon. So he's okay. going to have them stay on the moon and then uh, view the earth. But he wants them to come back and just make uh, creative contributions to give back to the world. Um, and he's paying, you know, their way to get up there. But, you know, Elon was saying that they're going to go up in the BFR, the big Falcon rocket. <laughs> nice one. Um, so, yeah, he's just they, he was saying there's a lot of complications. So this is like the first crew that's going up. So they just want to make sure they're okay. His, uh, it's awesome. His, his brain's on another world. I mean, the moon. I'm I'm nervous because we've never seen the back of the moon. Dark side of the moon. We've never seen it. I've listened to that album a few times. But Do you know the statistical possibilities of having our moon and sun be the exact same size in our sky naturally? That that's not statistically possible. That the moon and the sun are the exact same size in our sky. It's not naturally possible. 
based on the distance. Yeah, based on the distance. That they actually appear the same size in our sky. Yes. But yeah. based on because the they shouldn't appear the same size? They should not naturally, no. So you're not arguing that the sun is way bigger than the moon? No, no, no. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. The sun, what I'm saying is like as, I think for our human experience with, you know, I've got obviously more more thoughts to go into this. I don't know if you want to get into aliens, but it's tied in. I, I You know, with our human experience, I think that we, uh, if we take a look at, you know, the religious side or the uh, the alien side or the whatever you want to call it, you can call it the crazy side, I don't mind. But if you look at that side of things and you look at some of the religious stories, I think they are indicators of maybe visits or maybe encounters that might have happened. And I don't mean to get all ancient alien on us. But I think uh, if we look at a couple of facts, like that our moon is locked into um, a very specific orbit um, around the Earth, it's locked into a very, very like, it's locked into an orbit that does not fluctuate, mm-hmm. which naturally, you know, planets will like ebb and flow and they'll kind of move in and out of their, their orbits very slightly. But the moon maintains a very, very straight and very um, basically like untouched. Path. Exactly. Yep. Almost like it's mechanical. Mm-hmm. Um, in combination with that, it rotates at a speed so perfect that it's set up so that way we'll never see the backside of the moon. So if there was anything, you know, think of like a Death Star. If there was anything that w- needed to be hidden, it very easily could be. Uh, because it, I think, has been controlled that we don't see the dark side of the moon. Does the moon rotate? The moon does actually rotate as it orbits around the earth, but it rotates at the same speed that the earth rotates or it's in a almost uh, identical speed. So at the rate that the earth's rotating, the moon is rotating the same way. So it's always, it's literally like going like this. You know what I mean? So the moon's like turning this way. They're turning this way. It's never. Wouldn't, wouldn't, it, part, wouldn't it part of the, the earth? See part of the moon that turns. You would think, but it's the way it's going around it. It's like so. It's just all about the speed. So like the Earth's going here, and the moon's going around it. But it's like keeping its face on the Earth at all times. You see what I mean? It's like as it's moving, as it's turning, it's just orbital velocity is not making it so that it's ever at the backside. We've never seen the dark side of the moon. What I hypothesize is that there could be maybe an entrance to the inside because i also think it could be hypothesized that it's hollow if you just look at the craters on the outside as well they only reach a certain depth they Did all they, uh, only reach a certain has depth has anybody that's actually ever landed on the moon ever gone on that side um it was uh noted in certain videos that i found on youtube and a couple other things that i researched online um i haven't looked at any library books yet but it was noted that um Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, when they landed on the moon the first time, um, first, they, when they had thrown their initial supplies down where they threw the initial uh, whatever landed on the moon first, it actually created a ringing noise, like on like a bell, mm-hmm. and it continued for about 15 minutes, they said. So it was literally just this ring, this ping sound once they dropped this material onto the moon. And then when they landed and they got out, they, they had not mentioned this to the public because it was told to any of the astronauts or it was basically kept out of the public's eye that any of the astronauts that had brought back any extraterrestrial information were basically 
stripped of their astronaut status um, because they didn't want that information getting out to the public because I think our government is hiding some stuff, but I'm not going to get into that today. Um, but just, I mean, let's have, you know, creative, crazy time and think that there is an entrance in the backside of the moon. If it is there, it's ingenious because you're masking a ship in a planet to observe us. If you're observing us, maybe we're incredibly important for the future of not only the universe, but, you know, of the human experience and of ourselves as a species. Um, I think we definitely will see communication with extraterrestrials in, I think, 20, 30 years. I mean, you know, we're talking about the job market and everything. I mean, I think that what we're going to see in the future is a combination of people working in more of a gig economy to support themselves with what they're passionate about. Um, I think we'll see the exploration of our, our universe. And I think we'll see potentially um, communication with uh, a higher technology or knowledge that I think maybe our past worlds have experienced. So got a little preachy there. Is, is, that, is that the alien part? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the alien part. So, okay, that's cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, so one, one of the... I don't know a lot about space, um, so I don't want to say what I, I don't have really any belief, but a couple of things is I always wanted to, actually in college, I wanted to take a astronomy class or astronomy course, but it was never like, I could just never fit it in my schedule. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but it was always something I was like fascinated by because I know they have the planetarium or like kind of the, it's planetarium, right? They have the thing and they can do, yeah. you know, you sit down and kind of like glance up and they do constellations and stuff. So a couple of things, and again, I don't know why I've never really looked into this because it's just kind of like one of those nerdy things that I've always found fascinating. I should probably add this to my, I'm going to make a note of it, to add it to my uh, bookshelf of stuff I want to read, is something on space. Oh. Because, I don't know, it's weird. I, I, I find the constellations fascinating. I don't know anything about the constellations except the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper, and Orion. Mm-hmm. And those are like those are really the only constellations that I know. I don't know anything else. I really I couldn't pick them out. I love looking yeah. up on a clear night at the sky. Um, it's one of those weird things too that there's sometimes like you'll just like look up at the sky on a clear night and you can literally see thousands of stars. And if you just like people have probably done this where you just stare up at the sky and all of a sudden like a minute or two has passed and you just have completely been fixated on the, on the stars. And I just think there's something very humbling about that mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, how small th- this is something that I always find like how small pe- people are just everything is in the grand scheme of things. Obviously, like if you just look at it, like I'm this, I'm such a tiny, like just like literally like a speck of, time on earth or just in existence then i like obviously snap out of it because you're like god if you start thinking like that you're just you're going to basically depression exactly you're just going to not accomplish anything because time time does go slow yeah it's all relative it can heal or hurt or hurt you yeah depending how you look at it but but i think like space itself is fascinating to me just because how small we actually are and what's crazy this this is where I like nerd out on. I yeah. don't know much about it, but like it's just something. I'm that excited. I'm, I'm ex- yeah, it just it's awesome. Is the fact that like anybody go on YouTube, type in 
the Earth rel- size relative to stars or whatever galaxies. Yeah. If you've ever watched one of these videos, you will be scared. Earth is small. Very small. And and it's funny as like it starts out as like this is the moon and this is Mercury and it's like cool. Then it's like here's the Earth, here's Mars, and then but it like will keep zooming out to put the Earth in perspective to everything else. So it's like Earth, okay, like whatever planet's a little bit bigger. Then it'll be like Jupiter, and you're like, holy crap! Like the Earth is very tiny compared to that. Well, yeah, and then like look at Mars too, you know. And I don't know the size of Mars in relation. They're, they're close, yeah. I think. In it's size, like, I think it's like four, four to six times Earth. Earth oh, is size? that much bigger? Yeah. Okay, so so you jump up there, but then you go to like Jupiter, which is massive. Mm-hmm. Then you go to is, uh, Jupiter's I think is the biggest one, right? Yes, Jupiter's the biggest and in our Saturn's galaxy. And Saturn's the next one. Yeah. So, but then they go from that and they'll compare Jupiter to the Sun, which is a joke. Jupiter is so small compared yeah. to the Sun. Then you'll take the Sun, which is the closest star to us, and that's why it looks so big. Yeah. And you compare it against all the other stars, and you're like, oh, okay, that is really like small. And then it goes, okay, now we're in whatever. Now we're in the Milky Way. The Milky Way is a galaxy. You can't even see anything in there. And they're like, oh, by the way, all these other things are in the Milky Way. And it's like, oh, by the way, here's the Milky Way. Now we're going to zoom out to something <laughs> that makes the Milky Way look like the size of Earth compared to the Milky Way. And even when we look up at the stars, we're not seeing the stars in real time. We're seeing the Correct. stars 10 billion years ago and the light that is now appearing in our sky. Yeah. And so like, it's so crazy it's to think freaky. like how expansive this is and then like to it keeps you up at night it can you know you wonder like what are we where are we what are we doing and I think that what I'm so excited about for the future and I think that part of the reason I'm looking at architectural engineering and another big you know big girl dream I've had is is getting my pilot's license because I think that I want to see with my own eyes I want to go to the backside of the moon I want to see with my own eyes and determine what is true and what is not and with the architectural engineering, you know, I want to land on Mars and be able to build an empire that is self-sustainable. That's my biggest goal on Earth. So you'll be the Martian? Well, um, I want to, I mean, on you Earth, I want to learn. Yeah, That's I did. Cool. I, I loved cool it movie. so much. Yeah, very good. But on Earth, I want to learn how to create a 100% self-sustainable home. And then I think that it would be cool to take that knowledge and take that research and time over to Mars or, or the moon or wherever we're going to build a base. But probably not the moon because it's a freaking spaceship. Um, yeah, but if you're interested in doing space reading, uh, I think you should read theories on quantum physics because I think the interdimensional aspect of it is really, really cool. Um, and I think Stephen Hawking's words are beautiful. If you get like some of his just like books that he specifically wrote, um, Einstein's theories are old, but I think, um, still important. And then if you actually look at Leonardo da Vinci's old sketches Mm -hmm. and drawings, they're very um, magical and and they're worth reading. They're worth taking like an academic artistic look at. Am I going to read that in that book? Uh, Which book? Oh, no, not that book. Oh, no. no, Is that worth reading? Uh, No. (laughs) Really? Uh, Yeah. They uh they have an Ancient Aliens but, episode on Leonardo da Vinci you should watch. Yeah, but like I I'm my my knowledge is like is it's factual obviously. Yeah, it's it's like a it's just dry. Yeah, but is it just like dry. is it I don't know, I think I have a, I have a book on Leonardo da Vinci that I would like to read just because I I, I think it'd be cool, but I just don't know a lot about him. Oh. Like I I do and I don't, meaning like I say yeah. I do I don't. I I know like the headlines of him, but that's going to dive deeper into the specifics. Not that I really want to like learn it all but i just think that he's such a fascinating person in history 
that would be cool to kind of com- I, really what I want to do is I read a lot of books on people. I read a lot of nonfiction just because I like picking brains of people that are successful and like almost like a mentor type thing. Yeah. So then I look at him from the whatever it was, 1400s, and you kind of put in perspective to someone in 2019, like thinking ideas are very common. And I kind of like the idea of bridging that 600 year gap or 600 mm-hmm. century or six centuries of, of human evolution, but human evolution but still a lot of similarities yeah because we haven't developed that much in 600 i mean we have but it's like 600 years technology develops way more than the human body does or the yeah. human mind and stuff so that's kind of that's oddly enough why i want to read some kind of history book on it just because i think that would expand give me some context to go off of because then i also have again flip side elon musk's autobiography which i haven't read i actually have an audiobook but i might just buy it because i'd rather flip the pages yeah but that one um would be fascinating to listen to or read too because it you could put them in comparison who I because I think both of those guys very much are of the same mind yeah um so that that would be cool but I'm, I'm fascinated with like stuff I don't know but that stuff like I'm not a very good I was never good at science mm-hmm. oddly enough my mom taught science for many years but I just wasn't very good at it but I always was fascinated I don't really care too much about science like it's cool mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong but like space blew my mind and it yeah. still does but I've never actually given the time to actually read up or or, or figure stuff out. So I, I do actually want to read the space book. And while I was talking, I'm like, Plasburg State obviously has somebody that runs the planetarium. Yeah. I'm so gonna, yeah, I've, you know who they are. Um, I I know if you just SUNY Plattsburgh yeah, Observatory, Google. it'll pop up. But I actually emailed them while I was a student because I was interested in you know seeing stars. Duh. And uh, they said that they will open it up to the public, but they weren't doing it then. So. If, yeah. if if I get one of whomever that is, that's like the the guru from Plastic State on astronomy, right? mm-hmm. astronomy. I don't want to say like, hey, are you the something of anatomy or something like what? No, so Did astronomy, like a cool event? one of the weird A's words. So astronomy, I'll have you on. Yeah, you'll know a lot more than me. I just want to. Oh I just want to be a fly on the wall and listen because I I just think it's really cool. I think yeah, space space fascinates me and just the sheer size of the universe and that's just what we know. Yeah, and Which is who, crazy. And and there's so I mean to even think like what humans have thought of like that. I think that's a huge feat. The fact that our brains have have processed what we do know. I mean, who only knows what technology is going to do for us in the future in terms of just increasing our brain functionality and mm-hmm. capacity and all of that. So, I don't know. I think I there's so much. But um interestingly enough to switch to Mars. Sorry, that was a little no, loud. You're you're Um it was hypothesized Mars lost its electromagnetic sphere like Earth has. Just its, you know, northern southern poles, poles its its uh, gravitational tension, everything. Um, it was hypothesized, like, why they think there was water on Mars is because they found, like, underground water. And what they've also found are obelisks and pyramids. And On Mars? Yep. Different pyramid structures. Obviously, they've taken into account years and years and millennia of erosion, but um, they're they're seeing like man-made structures. So it was uh, potentially hypothesized that it lost its electromagnetic sphere because it was so large. It was hit by some kind of an impact or something had happened. Um, and then the, the planet basically dried up. So they're thinking if they initiate like water into the planet, 
and like actually do start mm. like growing trees and, and so building kind of like up. Ex- extinction of dinosaurs, but that was just extinction yeah. of the entire planet. Yeah, exactly. Like, and yeah. I, I, you know, you think of things like, like that, like maybe Certainly they were on Mars it. and then came to earth, you know, maybe. Yeah. And then you think like, what I find interesting is I love looking at the Bible and then hearing, you know, looking at those theories. Because as crazy as it seems, they seem pretty connected. Mm-hmm. And like even, um, you know, I looked at the book of creation, you know, the whole seven days, the earth was made, all of that. Genesis. And, er, yes, yes, yes. So I, I looked at the, I didn't look at the specific re- writings. I, I skimmed through it. But what I was seeing was, if you look at it from just like a crazy theoretical perspective, you can see extraterrestrials coming down onto a planet unknown with higher technology, creating a landscape in seven days, or maybe seven days is perceived, you know, in a completely different timeline, maybe seven days for them is seven years, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, there's different ways of looking at it. But I think if you look at different stories in the Bible, like even Jesus coming down, that kind of thing, or, or anyone really coming down, descending to earth, they always talk about any of those biblical uh, individuals in uh, a very similar way. They always say that they came down in these chariots, so they came down in these, uh, you know, steel cylindrical things. Like they, they actually say that in the Bible. So I don't know. I think it's cool. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but if anybody's interested in that, I will pay you for that research um, because I'm interested in, in really taking a deep dive into it and writing some research papers and getting them published because. Um, I think space is amazing and yeah. quantum physics and space time theory. Uh, I just, I'm so excited about what the future is going to hold for space travel. And I really hope it doesn't become a thing where just the 1% is given the opportunity to, to leave the planet. And we're all kind of left here. Like, okay, what now? Yeah. Who's jumping on the lifeboat? Yeah. Oh, Trump. Um, so what, what I, no, that's cool. I would, I would like to do, yeah, probably a, a space-themed podcast and let, yeah. you, let you come on and we'll, we'll get some people here that maybe have some background or, or knowledge. If you are big in the space, you're welcome to come and chit-chat because I think it's a, very <laughs> fascinating. Um, anything else you want to talk about on aliens, space? No, I just, I think... Um, SpaceX? No, I, I think uh, goals for Plattsburgh to kind of like, you know, close us out. Uh, I'm so excited for the summer. Um, because I'm going to make so much art and I'm really excited for the commissions I'm picking up because, um, it's really inspiring me to go home every day and paint. And I love, uh, you know, I love working on things for other people and I never thought I'd want to be a commission painter, but I, I actually really like that. That's what's kind of driving me. Cause a lot of people see my work and they react to it. And the fact that I have a studio next to my bedroom, I'm, I'm very, very grateful with uh, where Corey and I are at. So this summer is going to be a huge summer for painting. So, so well, perfect segue. So Brittany, which <laughs> this is a funny story. So I, I don't know where I want to start on this, but I was talking to, this is going to like tie in a bunch in this one story. So Ellie, who Boom. you introduced me to, we mentioned to her again, if you listen to episode four, you know her, not, Go listen to her. She's great. Um, I was talking to her about our office and I'm like, you know what? I, I, I want something, a couple things. Like one, this is not going to be my lifetime office. So I want, but I want, I, well, it is and it isn't. I would love to always stay in this building, but not necessarily this corner. Um, but the idea of everything 
I want to, this is how I like decorating or like doing stuff just in general. I hate, 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 hate like stock stuff, like things to put on a shelf or put like a picture on the wall that you bought at home goods that target art. Exactly. That has no meaning is mass produced. It's just, it's just there. Yeah. I, I'm sure whoever originally came up with it, they did a phenomenal job. I don't need it hanging on my living room just because it fills in a gap on the wall. Same thing in my office, which if you walk into my office, <laughs> I have a highway map, which I think is really cool because my mom gave it to me. I just thought it was cool because I had it's the area and it has a lot of maps and it kind of ties into us and real estate. I have a, a poster with Michael Scott on it <laughs> with the quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. That's by, what she said. By Michael Scott. <laughs> so for my love of the office, I have a big old whiteboard or a couple whiteboards in the office with just my thoughts and aspirations and just everything I want to try to accomplish splattered up on the wall. So that's kind of my, my creative little part. That's my artwork. I'm, not, I'm, I'm actually decent at, I was decent at art. Yeah. I have a pretty steady hand, but that, that's Beautiful. My, that's like my art. And then I have a, um, an old Northern tier business, um, poster. I think the chamber did probably gosh in the early nineties. And my, we've had that in my basement at my parents' house when, when I was growing up, my mom was like, do you want that? I'm like, perfect. It's yes, totally fit here. Please. That was, that was actually the first thing I hung up in here, which I think is really cool. Um, and there's actually a Plattsburgh one. So if anybody has it, it's like kind of almost like a little cartoon drawing. I've seen it in a home before at a showing, if you have it, I would love to have it. I will pay you for it. <laughs> Please it would, give me it. It would it would add to my my. Uh, it would just add to it. I'm sure I could probably contact this chamber. They might have it. But if you have it, I I will like it. Would like it. We'll get yeah. Christy on the line. Yeah, well, yeah, she might have it. Phone a friend. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, then I have a picture of me and my son that my wife gave me for my first Father's Day, which is right behind my desk. Aww. And then I I have a couple whiteboards that. I keep track of all my numbers and goals for the year and for the last few years and going in the future. So I like to plan stuff out, but everything here is thought. There's thought to it. So how does that tie into Miss Brittany? <laughs> so I, I was like, you know what? I need something for the wall because there, it is bare. If you look at the back wall, besides it's a small photo, there's nothing there. Yeah, it's sad. There's nothing there. It doesn't look... It is very bare, especially because when you walk in, that's like the first thing you see when you walk in. You know, like all the other stuff is every other wall but the back wall. So Ellie goes, oh, you should have Brittany paint something. And literally, this is what I did. I'm like, she does art? <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah. And she goes, Brittany Leonard Artist, which was your name. I never knew. I don't know why I put two and two together. So, so I ended up contacting you. So Brittany is working i don't want to go into it because it's, it's a surprise and i want to keep it a surprise <laughs> yes we'll keep it a surprise I, I honestly remember only one thing that i told you and i remember you talking about another thing and i don't know <laughs> ellie has told me that it, everything is gonna be super cool oh my god it is I'm and so, excited. Uh, so basically Brittany is going to be art outfitting art art fitting Ooh, art interior designing art interior designing my office which will go with me wherever I go because it's just going to be a, it's going to just Good. float with ever in my career but I'm excited because this is the first time I've ever actually paid somebody to make original artwork and I think I don't know I just think it's really cool maybe this would be my like get me into like collecting art but yeah um, I hope so I really so, hope so 
So I'm I'm super excited because whenever that comes, it's gonna be like Christmas, and you will all hear about it because I will shout <laughs> it from the the mountain tops of Lion Mountain, so everybody in North Country can hear. <laughs> but um, I'm super excited about that. So I don't want to go into a lot of detail on it because I do want it to be a surprise. So um, I don't even want to know what you're working on or, or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to tie into that. Hopefully, like you said, you just talked about the commission aspect of it. Go into a little bit more of that and plug this. I mean, I want you to, I want you to, you know, yeah. so people can can find you, use you. Um, I've followed your Instagram account and I've oh, seen some you. stuff. I've never actually seen a live. What well, have I saw the I saw the chair. Yeah, but but I um, it's it's super good and like your paintings are very. I, I don't know the exact terminology, abstract expression. Yeah. Okay. The, the, they're they're out there, but they're really cool and very colorful, very. Uh, I I just think super unique. So I'm I'm pumped. Like I'm I'm like, man, I can't wait till this all comes in, and the <laughs> office looks amazing. And everybody, because the thing is, it's gonna be a hundred percent conversation. Everybody's gonna love this, which I know you you mentioned. Because and if sorry to keep. No, you're good. You're, this off. is awesome. The 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 thing you guys will recognize about Brittany, if you ever meet Brittany, <laughs> one she will introduce your, herself to you, and she'll be a, easy to talk to and everything. But, and she's great. She, she is very into a lot of cool things. But when you talk up to Brittany about art, it's like her, her whole demeanor changes, her face changes, her, like the, 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 just like the energy of every orifice of her body comes to the, <laughs> comes to the surface Ew. and just like, just makes you think that you can do art, Aww. like makes you so pumped about art. So I think that's like one of the, the traits that's really cool about you. And I, I find with people that really do good work is that they come hundred percent love what, what they do. So I can tell you do like it a hundred percent. And I just looking at her now, her face is just like elated. Freaking, it's like the sun. It's like the light that's, that's taping us right now. That's burning my eyes, but only um, killing our cornea corneas a little bit. One side. Yeah. So, um, but go, go into art. I want, I want to hear you talk about, I guess your oh, favorite, your favorite. I don't medium. even know what to say. Oh, I'll give lot. you everything. I'm just, like so just, excited. This is a long term. You a long form. Yeah. You can just talk. So you, so, you have the mic. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, just thank you in general because I, you know, it's support is like lifeblood for artists. Just in general, musicians, artists, anybody that's working and fighting out in the world every day to get that paycheck and get that bread. You go, honey. Um, yeah. Like I, I don't know. I love the challenge. When I was going to college, I knew that I needed to follow my passion. Um, I knew, you know, I was almost about to go for chemistry because I was very process oriented. So for art, um, I literally watched a very stupid college movie that was like, I'm not going to listen to my dad anymore. And I was like, yeah, why am I doing that? I'm going to go for what I love. And I took one art class and that's all it took. It was um, my natural talent. And I'd known that when I was younger, like I, I... was always recognized like in almost all the schools I went to that I had artistic talent. So like for me to not even spend that much time in an area, but still make an impact. I think that I, I learned how to do that going, you know, very young, getting older and getting older and getting older. And now that I look at my, my career in Plattsburgh, I've stayed in my house the majority of the days and I'm, I'm still building a reputation in this community that I think is huge. Um, and you know, at least when people look at me, they either know that I help people find jobs or they know that I paint and that's, that's kind of cool. So now, um, getting into art, I mean, I, I chose oil painting cause it's a beautiful medium. 
Um, I love the control that you have over everything. And I love that you can take a person's energy or you can take an experience and you can, no matter how complicated, you can put the paint on the canvas and, and you can work through that problem and you can portray that problem. And maybe you portray it in a way that's scary and you use darker colors and you force the viewer into more of a, a deeper space or and maybe you switch it up and you give lighter colors to invoke a better energy and, or a better uh, response out of someone. I think that it's um, really important, again, like we were saying, to pay attention to people because, you know, like I'm painting for you or like I'm painting for others, what I'm, what I'm really looking at is, uh, you know, encapsulating the person into what I'm doing. Um, and I find it very easy to do that with paint. And I, I have a hard time realizing that that's not a skill that most have. And, um, it's, it's hard to remember how valuable it is to put that work out there. So I, I've got to keep that in mind in 2019 and push out as much work as I can. Cause I think I can sell more work and, uh, make more individuals homes beautiful and uh you know really create spaces that I enjoy living in I've been living with my paintings that I made in college for a little while you know kind of just existing with them in my home and what they bring out of me is is true joy because I I look at them and I I feel those emotions I see that emotion and I see that I approached that hurdle and I overcame it I threw that paint on that canvas and I uh, showed the world a little bit of who I was and I've got a hard time communicating my true self as you know after a year of knowing me not really knowing me um, and I've been good at that just with the school to school to school to school so uh, it's cool to have people see you for who you really are and I love encapsulating that and making it a little bit more public for people so it's really cool. And I'll paint every day for the rest of my life until I die. Do you paint every day? Um, to be honest, no, because I, I'm a, I'm a competitive person. I'm, I'm a big track person. So I really do work really well in a team environment. So I was painting a lot more in college. Um, but I'm, I'm getting into the habit of doing it more often. Obviously it's a balance, work-life balance, work-life play. So I'm mostly painting every weekend, but if I'm looking at like Monday through Friday, I'm doing other things in my week so I can paint on my weekends. Now, you haven't gotten to the point, maybe, you know, as you, as you get busier and grow, but are you ever worried that it ends up turning the art, which I think happens to a lot of artists, depending on whatever their medium is, whether it's music or art, where they, they become so... In, they become so focused on, I guess, putting out either for orders or putting out for, you know, record labels or putting yeah. out for whatever where they almost lose the the love of it because it becomes more of a business, becomes more of a – it's a chore. It's not, hey, I can escape and do it as a hobby and have fun with it, but now I have to rely on this to do something. And does does that – does that talk? Because the reason I'm actually saying that is that we just watched over the weekend. There was a documentary about Avicii, mm -hmm. you know, the the music guy. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it, it's pretty fascinating. But this this kid who was so brilliant, he it was kind of sad. He's my age, you know. He was born the yeah. same year, and and I looked him up, and it was only a couple years prior to to me. Um, this kid that was so mega talented, that was literally hitting the peak, where he got to the point where he 
physically, health-wise, and even more traumatically mentally, just wrecked himself. And yeah. it wasn't, and it wasn't from a standpoint of he loved the music, but it got to the point where the touring just ate at him. The he just stressed himself out because he was such a he just almost like a, a, a detriment to himself because of perfectionism mm-hmm. that he ba- it, it it went from him i think loving the process and just making music for people to love to then he's doing worldwide tours that are selling out and i think it just got to him and, and it was like the people and i think it, the pressure of now trying to keep up that level for people where he wasn't doing it for himself anymore from like the probably the joy he had when he was sitting in his you know, bedroom learning all this stuff when it was like brand new to him to the point mm-hmm. where it got basically just, I mean, ate him to death, you know? And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff where, I mean, I was obviously saying that dramatically, <laughs> but you know, like people that, you yeah. know, they, they lose the, the joy of what got them there, meaning they, yeah. they truly love the art. Like, I, I'm, I don't think it's got to that level, obviously, for you because it doesn't no, sound no, at no, all. No, 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 yeah. You're totally like, but I totally know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I've been asked that question a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, graduating, uh, originally, you know, it was look at grad school, get your MFA, move forward with the painting. But then it was like also it, painting, you know, I'm to be realistic, you know, I did also look at my degree as what it realistically was. And uh, wasn't going for medicine, wasn't going for engineering. So I, I knew I wasn't looking at those career paths afterwards anyways. Um, and with my views on, I think, the way I was raised and, and my personal experience, I didn't really want to be a part of society in that way at the time. I wanted to be more independent. So that's why I definitely chose that art path. And I think that in dedicating myself to my passion so young, I don't think I'll ever look at that as a regret, which super excites me. Uh, because I know that it's something that I did that I can eventually build off of, like with the architectural engineering or anything like that. So that's super exciting. But um, Corey's mom actually had asked me about, uh, you know, becoming an artist because when I did leave Champies, I had a couple weeks between that and ETS and I wasn't sure if, you know, maybe I should just move forward and make that my career move. You know, maybe I should really just brand and market myself because I think that's that's the only thing ultimately that is holding me back from like 25k followers and like all of that is um you know I need to get my my branding and my marketing underway and and I think the majority of the reason that's not done is just the 40 hours a week but no excuses 2019 um so that is uh you know I need to market myself appropriately and push my art out there and push as much out there as possible ultimately to focus on building the brand i think the brand will lead to orders i think the orders will lead to me having control over who i'm commissioning for um and then you know when i'm not commissioning taking that time and making work that i love uh like different space studies or maybe i do different star studies you know that kind of thing um i'd love to abstract space so that was, I don't know. I'm interested yeah. in a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I think we, um, well, I think what you just said too about, you know, and, and I think I talked about this originally when you were making, making the, uh, like, I don't know how many commissions you've done or, or mm-hmm. anything about your background with that, but I always looked at it too. Like I know I'm going to get something super dope from you, which I'm excited about, but it's the same thing. Like I don't want to just put it. Well, one, it's going to be put on my wall and literally everybody that's walking in my place, <laughs> I would probably point to and say, hey, that's pretty cool, right? Just again. It's a, and good, here's it's, a business card. It's a good icebreaker, <laughs> but on well, my business cards are the best, best in, 
I'll give you my business cards. <laughs> are they good? I'll make some. I'll make some. I don't have oh, any for oh, Brittany oh. McCardis. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you meant like I'm like better than mine. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. check yourself. I'll take you on. Yours check, are thick. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. T-H-I-C-C. So, so the, uh, but but it, it's kind of the idea. Like if, if, if the artwork's legit, which I have zero oh, doubt. Oh, it will be. In, yeah, I have zero doubt is pushing that out. And, and like I said, we, we've. My hobby, like yours is art. My, I, oddly enough, my hobby is like marketing. I just love, I just love marketing. Oh, I love that. I don't know why, but like that's, I spend so much time. Luckily, it also ties into my job. So it feels like, like I'm working, but I'm not because it just feels like a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. But um, that's part of it. It's just like the growing aspect of you want to create the demand around your work. And then, because I mean, that's like, why is a, why is a, a painting they get sold at like Sotheby's and like a big art show why is it getting millions of dollars yeah it's the same it's oil it's a canvas or whatever they painted in on a wall like Mm -hmm. what makes like what makes okay this podcast question what makes this podcast inferior to Joe Joe Rogan Rogan. it's just the man for the pot it's nothing different well I think it's a it's um oh what is it exposure you know? Well, it's exposure, but they create the demand for the exposure. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's nothing, there's nothing different. Is he more talented? Sure, I'm, I'm sure he's much smarter <laughs> than me and has some cool stuff. But at the end of the day, it's you know he was a very early pioneer of it. Um, he comes from a background where he he succeeded in in, in um, comedy and, yeah. and hosting and and announcing and things like that. So he's got a background that puts him in that that limelight. But the same thing, like take your painting. Take the Mona Lisa or a Van Gogh or whatever, it's paint on a canvas. But they've created the demand or the, the, the uh, what's the word? The, the uh, exclusivity. Well, the exclusivity, 100%. Mm-hmm. You can't, you want what you can't have. But, <laughs> but it's, the, it's the idea that maybe was Da Vinci or Van Gogh any better than Van Schmo? Maybe not. But, but for some reason, he, like, is his artwork really that good? I, maybe they are. I don't yeah. know. I don't know art that much, but is somebody down the road, you know, in her apartment, Miss Brittany, just doodling on her on an artwork, and it's actually like technically, technical wise, just as good? Yeah. You know, maybe, but it's the demand. So that's the, that's the thing for you. It's like, how do you look at an artwork that maybe you aren't commissioned? Which is probably still fun. Yeah. But you said, what's the fun of it? Like maybe it's, I'm just going to make stuff that I like and people will want to buy everything from me. And then I'm just going to be like, here's a one. You know what I mean? Like, And that's he, ultimately what ends up happening. Yeah. Because like, I, I can't tell you the amount. Of, I walk so many people through my studio. I get drunk and excited and open up my doors and it's always nice in there. So they just, you know, uh, everything I've looked at, I mean, someone has wanted, which is cool. And it's, it's. Again, you, you know, supportive. Do you sell them that way too? Yeah, no, I've uh, um. So the other day, like, uh, I had an individual, Lauren's boyfriend, Tyler, okay. yep, came yep. in and saw a piece, and I had I just simply asked him, you know, what his background was, and he said geology. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna add some fractals to this and give it some texture, and I'm gonna make it really beautiful. And I did, and I created this like space for him to just live with forever. Mm-hmm. And it's such like a uh, an energetic piece, and it's so like cool and somber that I know he's going to enjoy it forever so it was cool to like have him see that work that I had already started like in college and then be able to finish that up oh, for so him oh so this was an old 
old yeah. thing that you oh that's very cool which is also cool with the oil paint because oh, you can like go it. back to something like a year later and you can just dust it off and start again and i think you know once it binds it's permanent it's forever and obviously canvas will die with time but we still have paintings from hundreds of years ago so mm -hmm. we should be okay um and i've looked at you know like art history i've studied art history quite extensively and i like definitely i definitely think a lot of the the greats were exposed to really good opportunities at the right times and uh, their skills. I think there were a lot of people maybe that were doing those kinds of things, but their skills were recognized by the churches and or weren't um, discovered. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, there's people that, that weren't discovered. Um, and then I think there's stories that weren't told, but obviously yeah. that's the way the world works. Yeah. So well, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think now with the invention of the internet, you will oh, know people, the internet. people well people will find you you know what i mean like yeah it's you, scary you, you can make the exposure well well i mean from a standpoint of your you know how many people or people all over the world will be able to see your artistic abilities that 50 years ago would only see it if they knew you and were in your town that's why you see yeah. like cuz that's why you see like um how many grandparents out there right now married like their high school sweetheart or the kid they grew up with and went to school with. Well, they did. My grandma. They, but they couldn't, they couldn't travel. Yeah. So you know what I mean? If they're stuck in a small town and, and like going two hours away is, is like traveling across the world. Well, you're limited to the amount of people that you can meet and see. Now you see people marrying people from all different countries and all over the world, but it's just because we're exposed. We have access to more people. We have access to more things. So it's, it's kind of funny how evolution that's only within the last 80 to a hundred years. Yeah. You know, which would be crazy. Who knows? It'd be a marriage on Mars. Oh God. <laughs> there you go. Oh wow. I can't wait to do paintings, paintings on Mars. That'd be Will fun. they hold up? The oil hold up in space? Um, I'll have to check the air density first. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, so kind of taking that, you, you mentioned a little bit to, um, the therapy of art. Yeah. Like, go oh, go yeah. into that because I, I, I I kind of understand what you're saying about that, yeah. but I'm sure there's a lot more more so, nuance to it. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, mental illness in our society is uh, something I think, you know, if not every human uh, experiences, uh, you know, there's a lot of anxieties going around in society now. So I think that if you're not directly experiencing it, you have someone in your life that is probably experiencing some kind of or form of mental illness. Um, uh, you know... Mental illness is new in my life. Uh, it was something newly discovered in college. So when I found you know, out that I had had any residual, I would just say residual damage just from the experiences that I did have growing up, you know, taking on those additional responsibilities, doing all of that. Um, you know, when I realized I was fighting a fight, um, it changed the way that I thought about art in a big way because what... I was doing before I was doing the abstract expressionism was a lot of still lifes, a lot of real rendering, a lot of photorealism, that kind of thing. And what I was experiencing was that what I was painting wasn't actually what I felt. It was what I was seeing. And I wanted to paint what I felt. And I knew that, you know, the anxiety I was feeling could be tangible if I created it to be. And I think in creating or transforming something into a tangible material, taking an experience and creating it into something like that, it encapsulates it there. It takes it from you. It takes it from your mind. It takes it from your overthinking that we all do. Every, every person overthinks. It takes it from you and it throws it on that canvas. And so it takes it away from you. And when you look at it later, you realize that you don't have to feel it anymore because it's there. So that's, you know, I think it would be amazing um, to help 
people that maybe have an experience like PTSD or maybe they've been through a traumatic event. Um, and you know, I think it would be cool to work in the community to get people together that have, uh, maybe not even that just only have issues, but people that just want to get together and make art. Mm -hmm. I think it can be very therapeutic for people to learn how to encapsulate their emotions and their experiences in, in art that way Mm -hmm. to kind of trap it there. I, um, I guess I, I did. It can be relieving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did art, um, as a kid, I always loved art. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I, I drew, I, I, I think I actually still have a sketchbook somewhere that I would love to just draw because I just, it it is therapeutic and, you know, even just learning and I'm not, I know zero technique. It's just more of like, I'm sure there's a cool, lot of, and I like looking at that now because now I can realize like shadowing and things like that and, 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 uh, depth perception and stuff on a page. Mm -hmm. But um, when you talked about like kind of therapeutic, I remember I went to, um, you know, uh, was it figure modeling? Like someone stands up and you draw him and stuff. And I, uh, yeah. I went there with an ex-girlfriend of mine who was an art major in college. And we went a couple times. She was obviously way better than I was. Um, but I went and I tried it. And, and what was really cool was... Um, for however long, hour, two hours long, whatever that time frame was, you like you zoned out. And it was it was t- it was times like you would look up, and thirty minutes pass, and you're just like I'm like almost in a trance. And I like I look around, and there's like ten other people, the exact same thing. They're literally mm-hmm. just like sitting there, and they're and I find <clears> that <throat> it was such a, it was a very surreal experience because almost just like it got your mind going to almost like a, a deeper level, even though you were just painting. But like things just very much cleared and you focus so much on one thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be said with that where you can just kind of like, especially in day to day and with so much stuff and, and things going around, your head feels like it's spinning at times where you can just like focus on something, yeah. really focus on it. It's it's very, like I said, therapeutic or very like relaxing where I, I, I don't get almost like you take like any kind of anxiety or just rush or craziness in the world and just kind of like, okay. And you're yeah. just, it's just like you and whatever it may be, if it's art, if it's you know, could be me just working on like a little marketing thing, but like you just kind of zone in on something and it just, it's, I love that. So I'm sure that's kind of what you're talking about. we allow like the, the mind to, to go almost to like a kind of like an escapism kind of yeah. feel where is yeah. that kind of the right, am I thinking the right thing there? Yeah. And actually it might, it might surprise you, but I don't think it will surprise you that much. Um, I actually don't, um, I mean, out of all the paintings I have on my Instagram on Brittany Leonard artists right now and, and what I'm building in my new brand, um, every single one of those paintings. Oh, I had a really good thought. I'm sorry. Let me catch it. Basically every single one of those paintings, obviously encapsulated different emotion that I was experiencing. But um, what they did for me was they opened up just so many opportunities to express in different ways, which was really cool. Because I feel like I did, like with my senior thesis and like some of the art I've made, I think that I definitely have uh, connected with people on that level. So I think, it. I don't know, I think it's important um, because, you know, I had no idea that I was artistically inclined until I'd taken my first art class in college and done a little bit of art in high school. And like, I, you know, thought that I was going to be heading in a completely different direction. But seeing that and and experiencing, you know, going really for your true passion, I want to inspire others to do that. And if that means, you know, 
meeting with an individual and talking to them about an experience they've had and, you know, kind of working with people to, to understand their path and, and provide them with assistance on how they can better their life. I think that would be really rewarding. So like, I just want to focus on making Plattsburgh much more of an artistic community. And I want to paint a giant mural of Champy so badly downtown so that the kids see it. Do you have a, uh, a location for that? Um, I, I haven't even started. I'm well, so I really want to do the side of the building on the pepper. Cause I think that would be really cool. Cause the McDonough monuments right there. And if you're looking like down towards near, that near the, uh, parking lot, yeah, 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 near the parking lot. I think that'd be cool. I want that whole wall, actually. Do like a giant champion water and I'll do some airbrushing and some mural painting. I think it'd be awesome. But I had a really good thought before and I, I forgot it, but it'll come back to me. No, it's good. I, I like what were we talking about? I like it. We were talking about the champion. We were talking about the the mural. And then you talked about art therapy. But you, before that, we were talking about mental illness and art. I, no, I talked about like the idea of like zoning out. Kind of like zoning out. Yes. Like, so speak speak to that a little bit about. I I don't know. Like, okay, I got my thought. So when I, when like when I look at you painting, and I see you and you have like music playing, and it just looks like you're just like in your own space, just kind of doing your own thing, and you're just like splashing stuff on the thing, and you're looking at it, and like you're looking at it, and you're testing it, and then you're going back and adding something, and stepping away, and. I mean, there, there's a whole there's a whole rhythm to your your painting. It's not like just sit down, and throw stuff on. There's a lot of thought. Yeah. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of like I get the whole I get that whole thing, like the artistic part of it that really comes out. Um, which I'm hoping, I think you'll you'll enlighten me on that once, <laughs> I, once I see some pieces because then I know you'll explain everything to me and yeah. your thought. But well, like just in terms of like the trance, yes, I'll explain the trance, the trance to you. The trance, yes, that's a good so, word for it. There are a couple visionary artists that can work in a way in which your body is a vessel. The art is in you. And what you're doing is you're using the tools, you're using the paints, you're using the resources to let it out of you. I think Leonardo da Vinci, I think those kinds of artists, I think Van Gogh who painted hundreds and hundreds of paintings in his life and only sold one. I think people like that have that inspiration and that ability to to pour it all out there and I think that's beautiful now I have never planned a painting I've ever made ever I've never made a sketch I've never done anything I paint wet on wet and I put the paint on the canvas and it creates itself now with something where I would have to do a photorealistic depiction Mm -hmm. that's different you do a grid you have a process but as an artist that's what you learn in school. And that's what I loved that I went for because I learned how to do ceramics. I learned how to do photography. I learned how to develop film with old chemicals and learn how to paint professionally and with a, a very, very safe chemicals. I only actually use walnut oil and baby oil. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, painters can use turpentine and that kind of thing. But like, I'm happy that I learned the process because when you are in that trance, your body does take over. And like for me, it's like I'm, it's like I'm just a tool. It's like like I'm a paintbrush. Yeah, I mean, all I have to do is go in there and turn on the music. It's a playlist that I built myself. It's just a painting playlist. Uh, The relationship I have with music is um, if it doesn't make me feel anything, I don't listen to it. It has to make me feel something. You know, it has to be something that I emotionally connect to or it's not something I want in my life, you know. So that means 
I listen to everything, <laughs> but it's a lot of a, like alternative indie, that kind of thing. So yeah. I just turn on, turn it on and it takes over. I pick up the brush and, uh, and my body, I just, it knows what to do. It knows how to do it and it does it. Yeah. I, so it's just like blank canvas. Yeah. Like mind muscle, like not muscle, not, I want to say, uh, muscle memory but it's more yeah. just like mind muscle connection like just you just go like yeah you got to shut your mind off and just let things happen yeah, yeah and like, like and you use your you use your classical techniques as you go you use your ideas of like shadowing and lighting with a lot of my abstract expressions i still make a lot of forms like a lot of like just just spaces forms rather than just lines like, like forms or shapes yeah like like parts of the canvas that you could feel a different connection to. Like I try to make it interesting while you're looking at them. And then I'll use my classical techniques. Like if something's getting too white or something, you darken it up or you, you make it look more um, realistic, even though it's something completely unfathomable. So like, are you, are you one of those people that could go to like an art exhibit and stare at the wall and stare at a painting and just like, obviously it, it elicits more, um, more of a theme to you or more of like when they say like art like speaks to you kind of thing like you can look at it because you have obviously a more trained eye than yeah. like me looking at it being like oh, it looks like squares and circles and colors and you know what I mean like yeah. if, if, but like you can really kind of because you'll know the more techniques of how someone actually did it it's like anything if you really like yeah have a have a better understanding of an industry like you just think on a different level and you can think way more layers deep yeah than me just like walking by and being like oh that looks kind of a cool photo like um i think for me like actually before i was doing abstract expressionism it used to really piss me off because i would get really annoyed with like how little the artists would think about their concepts so you'd walk into an exhibition for contemporary art and you would see nothing but all solid yellow canvases with maybe like one monotone color gradient changing in the middle of it. And it's just like representing a yellow block of space with like a white line across it or a lighter yellow line across it. It's like that pisses me off because it's two coats of paint on a canvas. And Do you think the simplicity of that is just annoying. Just because it wasn't, there wasn't much thought put in, you think? Yeah, and then you've got, uh, like, if you look at um, the minimalist, uh, you know, time period, obviously we're looking at an entire art movement, but you've got people like Tony Smith who got on the phone, didn't even touch his sculpture, ordered a five foot by five foot cube box, had it delivered to an exhibition, was paid a million dollars for it. For it, didn't even touch it. Didn't even touch it as the artist. Just called a manufacturer and had it delivered. Million dollars. It's that kind of shit that I look at it and I'm like, how? So if it has, I mean, I think size is very important for every artist. So when you go into exhibitions and you like, maybe you see a Picasso you really like, or you see like a painting you really like, and then you get in there and it's much larger, that's when I think you can get lost into it. And for me, I can definitely see like what the artist was, not maybe not necessarily thinking directly, but I can see what they were trying to portray. Do you have a favorite artist? Um, or, or like, like, a I have like list. a top three, yeah. uh, definitely like Salvador Dali, mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, surrealism and the juxtaposition, juxtaposition is, of different items is, is just the, amazing. Is he the clock guy? Yes. The melting okay. clock, yep. um, persistence of memory. Uh, then Van Gogh, of course, because I, his story and just his, uh, making a movie. they loving Vincent. I actually saw it. Oh, it's the painting out? movie. Yep. Oh, my bad. Is it the one with Defoe? Uh, William Defoe. William Defoe. I think so. Oh, okay, I'm Maybe not sure. Out. I don't know. I saw it on the news the other day. So. Yeah. Okay. No, it's good. I love it. They actually oil painted the whole movie. Yeah. What do you mean oil paint? 
like they oil painted the movie. It's oil paintings moving. Watch it. It's called Loving Vincent. I, Are we thinking of a different movie? Maybe. That's I mean, regardless. I, okay, that'd be cool too. But I think the one I saw was they were must be promoting. They wouldn't be talking. Is it like that, real people? Yes. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see that. That's yeah, going to be Will, cool. William Dafoe is in it. Hmm. The okay. Green Goblin for the, from the first uh, Spider-Man. Oh, his face. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He kind of has a weird, like, he's got a very Yeah, he's distinct. got that bit. He was an Aquaman. Oh. You have to he see Aquaman. He was also Aquaman. the Green Goblin in Spider-Man. So, not to get on a segue, but like, DC, Marvel, if you don't care about it, that's fine. I liked Aquaman because it was creative. It was a different story. I'm a huge, huge superhero critic because I really do think that they're making too many of them. It's mm-hmm. It really is becoming, like you said, like... Saturated. Yeah, it, it really is. And like you want a diversified marketplace. That's always what keeps competition high and keeps prices high and keeps everything amazing. Well, well, the thing is- Aquaman, hold up, was amazing. They did an amazing job with the costumes. The effects were great. They did the majority of it underwater and it, it really seemed like the CGI and the graphic design that they used in that was actually quite beautiful. Like it, it tricks your eye and I haven't felt like that from a movie in a long time. Well, I think yeah. part of a lot of them were to make money. Yeah. Cause, cause it's people like it. Like they make like, I, I don't know. Again, I'm just picking on Iron Man, but like they made like three or four of them and it's kind of like the fast and the furious, like. I get it. You're on like number 10. Like, yeah, they're never going to stop. Oh my God. But but it makes money. People will go see yeah. them. Um, Tokyo Drift was the best. Yes, that was a good one. <laughs> that was actually the one I was, that was <laughs> like number two, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Number three. Was wow, three? way to remember. The wow. spider was in number two. Okay, well. The I, guy with the ankle bracelet. Come on, man. I, uh, Throwback. I honestly think Tokyo Drift was the only one I ever saw. So that's why <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it could have been <laughs> the first one. <laughs> um, I had the CDA. I played it before middle school. It was great. <laughs> um what were we just were we, talking? we were talking about Tokyo Drift no no and before we were Tokyo talking Drift. about Fast and Furious and Marvel making a lot of movies oh yeah, yeah. I, I, so that that one I just think is because it's just like it makes money which yeah. is just fine I mean but I don't I, like I said I, I'm not it's oversaturated I really like I like movies that are like biop bi, biopics what mm-hmm. they call them, right and that or um or like some dramas like um like uh, my, <laughs> my I mean my, my like dramas in the sense of like there, there's more of a theme or like a lot of the ones that get nominated, they always have, you know, kind of a cool storyline or something you didn't think about. Or like I went to the King's speech mm-hmm. whenever this came out, probably seven, eight years ago. Knew nothing about the movie, which I is the best way to see a movie when you yeah. have no, no clue about the movie at all. So I go to sit down in King's speech. I'm thinking it's like the King, you know, he's doing this big, it's a speech or whatever. <laughs> the opening scene is... Colin Firth, right? Colin Firth, who's playing the king, doing a speech, and he's stuttering. Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't oh, seen the movie. Oh, you've heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of okay, it. Okay, so the king's... Sorry, well, I don't no, care. No, it's okay. It's fine. You, you go... Whatever you want to watch Hashtag it. Netflix. So, yeah. So, I think... I think this guy was Queen Elizabeth... Now, the current queen, mm-hmm. I believe it was her father. Oh, okay. So, it wasn't, right. it wasn't too far removed. I mean, this is probably like yeah. the early 1900s. But the king's speech, I thought, was a speech that the king gave at some special thing or whatever. And it kind of was because he was doing a speech, but literally it meant he had a stuttering issue. <laughs> and the problem was when you're the king and you speak a lot, be like a president coming up and, and like trying to give the state of the union and stuttering throughout the whole speech. Like yeah. the guy obviously had a speech impediment, but I didn't know anything about the movie until literally the opening scene was him 
like butchering his way through a speech because he legit had a oh speech my god issue. so it was literally about his speech. about his like oh tongue. my like, goodness but, but i think it had to do with like they were getting they were prepping him he actually like worked with a guy to like exercise vocal muscles and oh. timing like they did a lot to actually try to improve his speech because i think he had a couple major speeches to give and maybe this was like i think it was pre-world wars yeah but it was uh it was a fascinating. It was a very good movie. I think Birdie. God, maybe I'm right. Maybe it's like coming out of the cobwebs mm-hmm. here. I think Birdie was the name of the guy that helped him out, and it was like his teacher. But this also too was like kept from the public kind of thing. Of course, this is, this wasn't like recently, but you know, it wasn't like known that he was working with this guy. So this guy would kind of come in secret, and they would work, and they had like lessons and yeah about how to improve his speech. But like that was a tangent. But like if you go, but like that's like the movies I like are the ones I have no clue what I'm going into. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the movies I like, not superhero movies. Yeah. I guess just because I think there's more to them, more to them than there's a little more thought to them. I get, again, action ones, Transformers. I watched the first one. Then the next two, tra- I grew up with Transformers. Great. <laughs> first yeah, one was the awesome. First... Two and three was the first mm-hmm. one. Just like, just kind of jumbled up. Like, yeah, there wasn't a storyline to it. So, Oh, that girl's out. This girl's in. Exactly. That was lame. Yeah. yeah was another lame. girl, another guy. Same Transformers. They all battle. The battle scenes last 10 times longer than they should. Let's make 10 of them. Yeah, exactly. Big budget. More explosions. Michael Bay, you know, killing it. But, <laughs> um, so uh, what I, uh, let me see where I want to kind of go with this. So we mentioned that. So kind of staying on the art path, um, you play music. Yeah. What, what do you, piano? Yeah, so I'm a. I've uh, loved music my whole life. I did some chorus in high school. Um, I did one play my senior year, and I absolutely loved it. So I'm like an aspiring secret actor, actress, whatever. Um, I would love to be on a stage. I just my personality, I think, would be amazing on a stage. So that's my long term pipe dream. I, I I worked backstage at a community theater for ten years, moving yeah. stuff, which was funny because I think we mentioned this with Ellie, like just mm-hmm. moving. I didn't sing, didn't act, didn't dance. Yeah. But that yeah, maybe you can join with them. Yeah, but I did, you know, I did chorus. Uh, I so I sang for a while, and then I sang in the musical, and I like I've always sang, but I've never like formally sang. So now I'm kind of getting into the habit of like teaching myself how to do that. Um, and I I did get a piano and a guitar, so I'm teaching myself that as well, and seeing what I can do in about a year or two, and then probably get some classes on that. So, so. did you just just start on both of those? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I so I like never gave my like I never sat down as a kid and like did it. Uh, I never like taught myself. We always had like video games and different things that we had access to and like different art supplies, but it was never really any music in our life. And um, we just, it was always quiet. So I, I don't know. I like music. I think I, it's spiritual. Well, it was, it was, so I'm kind of the same thing with, uh, God, maybe eight years ago. I'm mm-hmm. showing a date, probably around uh, 2010, maybe. Mm-hmm. I started playing guitar and it was kind of like, when I say playing, I mean, like I dabbled and I was trying to teach myself how to play. Mm-hmm. And I played it pretty consistently for about a year and I got fairly good, meaning I could move around the neck pretty well and I, I knew I could pick and I could do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Good, good enough that I went to take an intro to guitar and got an A in it because like it was kind of like basic, but like literally I just show up and I could do all the stuff because I just, I knew, I wasn't brand new. Um, but, but unfortunately, I've, I go in spurts, I'll yeah. pick it up and I'll play it for a week. And I'm just like relearning it. I know the main chords and I can still kind of strum and do that stuff. But it's like the, the a lot of the knowledge has escaped me. And, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's just one, I just don't make time for it. But yeah. it's another escapism thing. 
And funny story was for Christmas, my wife used to play piano as a child. And she's told, I mean, she's always, I've always known she played, but I've never actually heard her play. And she's always like, you know, I really like to play and, you know, I'd like our son to play. And, and so I ended up surprising her with a keyboard for Christmas, which is probably the most excited I've ever, oddly enough, was the most excited I've ever seen from a gift for me, which is cool because of like, uh, you know, I didn't know how she would react to it. I knew she would obviously like kind of like it, but it, you mm-hmm. know, she, she can sometimes be, you know, it, it's tough to get like a true like excitement out of, out of her or a surprise. And I, I, I was able to do it this year. So I was excited, but we had that in our living room now. I know nothing about the piano <laughs> and I just started kind of dabbling in it and I've learned where some of the keys are and I've kind of learned a couple scales Yeah, and I've learned and I just figured out the other day, like I started, I think with the C scale or C major, mm-hmm. it was like hand positions. Like, I, yeah. like, okay, I got my hand positions. I know <laughs> kind of where my right hand is on the C major, which is like a very, I guess, basic thing, obviously. But, yeah. um, then I just, I'm flip. I'm literally going through a book. It's like an old music book and I'm going page by page so I can play everything fairly well where I can kind of, the hard part's reading it for me. Yeah. Cause I just, my eyes aren't trained to that yet, but now I moved to the F. So it like blew my mind. But the thing is like now I kind of, I'm, I'm starting when you start like same thing with guitar. Eventually as you play it, you, you recognize patterns. Yeah. Now, obviously this is super basic if I had somebody teaching me. But for somebody that, I mean, I have zero background. I have, like, I'm looking at a book, and that's it. I haven't even really gone on YouTube because I'm, like, I'm not even at that level. Like, I literally have to dummy it down to I'm looking at a book that doesn't move, and I can really just kind of, like, overthink where my hands are. Yeah. But I'm trying to, I'm starting to figure, like, when they say, like, an F, and I'm, like, well, how do you know what the chords? I'm, like, okay, it's an F, then your hands are in this shape, and then you play amongst those chords based off, I I would assume the thumb being the root. I think so. I play super informally. Okay. Yeah. No, so, I'm I'm so informal. It's unreal. But I love it, you yeah, know? But it's like the mind. It's just like yeah. you just to like play and then you're just kind of like you zone out. And next thing you know, yeah. like half hours gone by and you're like, holy crap. Like, Yeah. This- and I'm, I'm trying to like eliminate TV from my life. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, video games. So like um, I, it's always good to, you know, take an hour and do that. Take an hour and paint and then, you know, take an hour and chill and then bye go to bed you yeah, know you it's go. it's good i like it and um i've always written like music and like well i've actually always written poetry in combination to everything i just have, i do creative things um so the poetry actually just translates right into music so i can write my own music and um ultimately just like learning how to put it all together getting a band or you know getting really out there would be the next next big thing that's cool yeah the music's great like I, i'm like you i listen to music all day long so whether mm-hmm. it's in the shower, in the car. I, well, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts in the car. But like when I'm working and stuff, there's always music. If I'm working yeah. around the house, if I'm cooking, if I'm cleaning or chores, I'm, there's music on. So um, so it's kind of fun to like learn it because then you feel a little more tied to it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, I'm not good at it by any means, but it just allows your mind to escape and have fun. And it's creative. It's like just something you can play around with. And it's, all, like, it's a form of, it's art, but it's a form yeah. of uh, like you painting a picture it's like you putting just music out there and just jamming around and picking at stuff and like you said informally playing it's just it's fun it's cool yeah and it's cool to think of like how i can um connect the art with the music because like music videos or you know getting exposure out i could paint different things and create different scenes that maybe match the music as well because that's a huge inspiration for me it's I like I don't like painting without music because it does like help mm-hmm. 
transcend that, you know, body to mind I think it take fi- over. fills in some of the thoughts. Yeah. Where you overthink. It's like you let your mind just kind of focus on that and then your subconscious is doing the art. It's it's nice when you put it on, you don't even realize how many songs go by. Yeah. Like you don't you don't even realize how much time's going by. It's just it's amazing. So um going you wanted to mention this um about the strand or strand? Oh yeah, so we're um I'm part of the I'm I'm modeling for the strand. They have a life drawing class. So there's like a class um every Saturday and every Monday and they're looking for new members or new individuals that are interested in drawing it's like five to ten dollars um if you're interested in you know that's the, the figure modeling yeah you yeah. just show it up is, but it's pretty cool yeah um so and i model sometimes so if you're ever interested in uh drawing me let me know <laughs> but yeah no so they're they're a great little group of people and um i think just the strand as a whole is getting a lot more organized in our community so it's really cool to see you know how that's going to grow in the future but um, if there are any like younger artists in the community, I don't think that they're necessarily like aware of all that the strand can offer. Cause Myers is also like huge and offers a lot of opportunities for young artists. Um, but I, I think there's opportunities there with the strand to really build like stronger art relationships with especially the younger people. I think is the strand, I probably should know this, but the strand theater building is that that's connected to the, the building to the left of it, right? Um, I don't know if necessarily the theater building is connected to the one to the left. When you they have a parking lot in the middle, I think. Okay, yeah. Unless oh, they're right. connected no, no, underground. You're, no, you're right. Yeah, there you go. Um, they might Mu- be. Elon Musk. Uh, no, they, they have like basement parts of them. They might be. They might have a hallway. Um, no, the, the re- that's where I went to do the figure drawings like 10 yeah. years ago. So it's like kind of like you go up the stairs. And, yeah, it's still insane. there. Yep, okay, that's, yeah. that was it. So that, that's where I went and zoned out for two hours. It was cool though. I mean, like. It was an experience, but it was it was fun just to zone out and draw. Yeah, I I mean I like it because again it's like it's just another challenge, another opportunity to you know be free and and you know extend my uh repu- my artistic reputation in the town. So I I, I like doing it and um cool. yeah I did it a little in college, so it's very freeing and enjoyable. What do you think about when you're sitting up there? Uh, nothing. I it's like I'm not to be weird. I'm not wearing anything when I'm home anyway. So like, it's just literally like being home and I'm just so comfortable that it's not a problem at all. I just think about Corey and I think about my day and I talk to them about my day and... Oh, you talk while you're up there? Yeah, I can. Oh, yeah. Okay. But no. I wasn't sure because sometimes they, they usually just like kind of zoned out. I'm like, I mean, everybody's kind of quiet, but you're not doing anything. You're just kind of like sitting there and you can't yeah. move, right? You, uh, you try to no, you like, try to yeah, you try to, try to stop it, but... Oh, that's very cool. Um... Yeah, no, I think that that's kind of a cool little thing. I mean, I, I went only a couple times, but I, I, it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed doing it when I did it, but I, again, with no formal training, it was just kind of like, but I improved. I definitely got yeah. better. So it was kind of cool to see that. And then I kind of saw like, I was peeking. So I'd like look at other people's <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, okay, that that's kind of cool. So then I would like try to like implement mm-hmm. that and just like a learning experience, you know? Yeah. Trying to, um, I just like that every day is like, it's like making a new song. You know, every time you draw or you paint or you do something creative, it's it's like making a new song. You know, you put out that work and, and well, you get better and it, every experience builds off of the other. I think it's a good um, good mental training Yeah. for the mind. You know, like I think that's important too because I would 100% rather lose physically than mentally. I mean, your body, like I'd rather have my body give out yeah. than my, my mind because once your mind goes like you're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's, Everything else follows. Yeah, I mean you can... 
you could run around the earth a thousand times, but if you can't, you know what I mean? You can't think or remember. That's way, 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 way worse. Um, yeah. Well, miss. Oh, actually before we, uh, Something else I wanted to ask. I'm going down the list. We're actually hitting quite a bit of topics, and we've added a bunch. Oh, nice. I'm so we excited. We added space and aliens. And, and aliens and the moon. It was, it was fascinating. The moon is a spaceship, y'all. If you want some oh. research, well, let me know. I, I want to I ask, because you're, I, I'm sure people have done this before, but I think the way you did it was really cool. Um, talk about, we're going to bring back Mr. Corey, <laughs> but uh, how, did, how did the whole Oh, wedding, Callie. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, and I think, I, nice. you, I think you told me about this, but... Well, yeah. if, if you don't mind talking about it, you don't have to, but like, what was the, the inspiration behind what you guys did or what triggered it yeah. and how, how was it all? Because I thought it was, it was it's a good, it, nice final was, story of the night. It was, it was cool to, 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 uh, to follow the journey from mm-hmm. upstate New York. So, yeah. So, uh, it's our, our nice hopeless romantic story. Um, so last year, uh, before Corey and I lost our jobs, we were planning this big wedding, uh, butcher block and, uh, trying to plan for as many people as we could uh, in our personal and professional life. And what we realized when we were planning the wedding was that it just wasn't for us. You know, we were ultimately planning this huge event to just feed uh, a large majority of our friends and family. And we realized that probably wasn't going to make us the happiest. So we wanted to fiscally and logistically look at what would make us happy. Mm-hmm. And what we determined was going to California and, and sharing our love with one another with one another was really what we wanted to do. Um, it just so happened that his friends were getting married in California as well. So we had already had a a trip planned. Uh, we extended it out an additional week or so and got an Airbnb for the whole time and brought our dress and suit and went out there and got some amazing footage of us exchanging vows, um, and went to these amazing San Onofre bluffs in Southern California. It was so warm and so beautiful. And yeah, yeah, like San Diego. North um, of that? it was in the middle of San Diego and Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, so like smack dab in the middle. Um, beautiful, beautiful landscape mm-hmm. that you could not see any of the fires. However, we were down there when all the fire craziness was happening. But no, it was just it was so it was truly, uh, truly breathtaking, and it just you know to be there with your best friend, like, and to to spiritually have that moment where like that was when we got married with each other, like our souls. That was good. So, so that's that's your anniversary date well i think we'll use uh december 1st just because it's like legal so we'll just you know stick with the legal whatever easier to remember but yeah it was but that was even beautiful more beautiful we came back home after doing this just us and um went to mom's backyard and invited 30 of just friends and family like our literal family um 30 people and she cooked us all dinner and it was it was truly amazing it was perfect it was private intimate romantic he walked down the aisle of thunderstruck i walked down the aisle to uh she's got away by billy joel yeah it was great it was beautiful and just you know it it was it was us you know we are the spontaneous random non-traditional crazy cat having people and we play a lot of video games and love each other very much so i'm very i'm excited for our future yeah i don't i don't know Corey that well but from the one or two times I've met him, he seems like a good dude. So I mean, he can tolerate me. So that, that's yeah, that's it. I'm pretty insane, guys. High energy. It, it's like um, <laughs> it's probably like you guys are on like a seesaw, 
Oh, he is my total opposite. Yeah, and he yeah. just kind of keeps you going up and down. And um, well, I'm our alpha. I've always been our alpha. So he's he's a nice. Uh, he's my shy, gentle giant, and I love that about him. And I'm Britney bitch. That's it. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's a good spot to end it right there. Yeah. So hey, it's Britney bitch. It, um. So Britney, I appreciate you coming on. Galen, you are amazing. Yes, and uh, always a pleasure. Yes, and we're gonna be super excited for the artwork and. So in episode 69, because I'll be back for that number. Ha! Well, maybe we can do that space. <laughs> yes. Space oh my God, I'll prepare my research. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to share. Blow your mind on the 69. <laughs> We're going to make stickers, t-shirts. Oh my God, t-shirts. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, the, the new merchandise. Um, so, mm. so uh, Brittany... McCartist, thank you for for uh, showing up. Um, and thank doing you, this. thank you. you. Yes, you, you have been on my. You were at the very, very top of my list, and it only took you to number five that we got you on. But you are you are one of the one of the original pioneers. And my guess is and hope is that you are a reoccurring guest on the show. Influencer, influencer, mm. um, semi co-host on certain episodes, possibly. Almost the, professional the, the, artist. Depending who we got. I mean, you know, this is <laughs> from all 20 people that will see this or listen to this. Oh my God, there's going to be so many. We're going to get such a huge following. It's going to be amazing. There we and go. if anybody is interested in my new branding marketing initiative, it is going to be Brittany McCartist. I'm sure Galen's going to have some feedback involved in that. So it. it's going to be amazing. And ultimately, I just want to make the transition and the process of buying and getting in contact with me about my art as easy as possible, so, especially with my busy schedule. So how can people find you? Um, you can literally text me or Facebook message me at any point in time at any day. I'm and, and always open to talk. And it's under Brittany McCarty. McCarty. Um, but my Instagram is Brittany McCartist. So that's MC artist. And uh, yeah, fo follow her instagram page she posts fairly uh, pretty regularly and yeah, a lot yeah. of cool stuff on there so yeah. it's, not, it's not like it's a stale account there's always new i think i post too much but that's okay who doesn't that's all right i'm not a kardashian it's all good you're britney <laughs> but yeah no so it's a, it's a little mix of i call it like an art life blog yeah, yeah I, I think it's great i think i think there's a lot of cool stuff on there i think your your art's on there and you know um, what i just realized what britney mc artist musical composer artist oh my god what Britney MC artist. I can use that for like a, an MC name. Yeah. Are you serious? This is awesome. We're there, branding there we the shit out of this. There we go. So, so you, excited. You, you guys will hear more of Britney McCartist. Um, My EP's coming out soon, folks. Follow her. Um, if you see her, she, you will probably, if you're in the same building, you will hear her. You will notice her. You'll she, feel this energy. You will feel, you'll gravitate. She, she is like the, the, North and South Pole. Of I'm the like the Saturn and like the Saturn. world is my rings. There we go. I like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, Brittany, for coming on. The, thank you, Galen. The, the Galen Trombley show, the first ever episode with the name. Um, thank you all for listening. We're just going to get bigger and better as we get going. And uh, yeah, we're out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.